Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Doink Talk. And in this new year, we have a new episode for you. And this one's special. We don't just have three people in the studio today. We have six people. There are so many people in this room right now. There if there so was a fire, people. we'd all be, be fucked. Josh and I, we're done. We're just done leave for. us. Just leave us here. That's I mean, all right. Get me, the children and women and out first. Doink at one would make it out alive. <laughs> And then the rest. <laughs> I'm fast enough. Yeah, I was going to say. Dave, Dave, Dave will outrun the fire. The fire cannot catch me. <laughs> but yes, as she said, uh, we have six of us. Obviously, you did hear. Uh, Meredith has returned to join us mm-hmm. back in studio. And we also have very special guests. We have the Doinkettes in the Hello. building. Hello. Lexi and Julian have decided they wanted to join us Bless for us this episode. Now, Michaela, do you want to introduce what this episode is. I know we kind of teased it a little bit yeah, at the end of Doink this past week. But the but, name, and give all the credit to Dave, because he came up with this. Uh, I think uh, Lexi it was, came it up was with Lexi? it. Oh, it was Lexi. It was Lexi. I'm so sorry. Lexi and myself, we both came up with it, because we were struggling with the 10 album concept. Mm-hmm. And then what better way than to word a title that just has that just flows. so much alliteration it in it. It flows off the tongue. So It is. So... This episode is the Double Doink Dirty Dozen of 2022. And what is the dozen? Our Top albums. 12 albums of the year. And there we go. Now, all of us have 12 separate albums. Yes, there yep. will be some crossover. Of course. Yes. But. But goddamn, it's time to strap in. Yeah. Sit down, relax. Go Grab to the bathroom drink. if you need to. I would, I would go pee before you. I would say, I'd say get yourself pee. prepared for yeah. a nice 10 to 12 mile run, depending on your speed. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a, a couple hours for Dave, probably maybe. for this. <laughs> That'd be about a, a five miler for me. Okay. All right. <laughs> but anyway, we are going to start off at number 12. Michaela is our first um, giver of the album. The order we're going to be proceeding in is Michaela, myself, David, Meredith, Julian, Lexi. Um, so that way, if you're playing along at home and you're writing these down, that way you can kind of keep track as to where we're at in the order. Just chaos. It's just not even chaos. order. It's just chaos. And just hey, it's chaos. And for my number 12 album, why not start it off a little controversially? Ooh. So, you know, based on the artist, not the actual album itself. Um, so my... R. Kelly. <laughs> Did he even release anything this year? He did. No. Oh, that's right. He did. That's he, right. Did? he did. He released an album from prison. Oh, Anyways, no, not this man. <laughs> um, my album twelve is Chris Brown. He came out with Breezy on January fourteenth of twenty twenty two, and the original release had twenty four songs on it. Jesus the deluxe Christ. had thirty three, but the original had twenty four. Twenty four too many. 20 hey for some people you know um there's a reason why it's at number 12 because it obviously wasn't the best um but it certainly wasn't the worst and that's why it's on the list just seems um, a little long in the tooth with 24 tracks it you're 100 percent right normally longer albums he's had longer albums than this yeah without being a deluxe he's had a normal album with 32 <sighs> songs on it and slowly but surely coming down um and personally for this song, I'm going to give three recommendations. And these are ones without features. Because I feel like R&B artists, R&B artists are starting to do so many features. And that's the singles that they put out. And that's just not my vibe. So my three recommendations and favorites are Forbidden, Sleep at Night, and Dream. And those are my songs. And that is my number 12. Bad vibes, bad vibes. So my number 12 <laughs> 
is from the Richmond, Virginia-based metal band. Um, the album released on the 7th of October this past year. And it is the Omens album by <laughs> Lamb of God. I, I'll be honest. I never really started listening to Lamb of God until um, this past year. Uh, my lovely fiance got me Octane. She bought me Sirius XM. So I've been listening to Octane and Lamb of God's single for Omens came out on that. Oh my God. And then I started listening to the album and holy shit. What an incredible album. Three singles on this uh, album. Nevermore came out on June 10th. Omens came out on July 28th. Grayscale came out on 9-8, September 8th. And the whole album released on 10-7. I do have one suggestion off this album. I mean, I can give two. One of them is Gamora. That song is insane. My favorite song off this album is Ditch. What a banger. But that is my number 12, Lamb of God's Omen album. Okay. My number 12 is actually a full compilation album. Okay. 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 Very weird, very different. But number 12 is Ozzy Osbourne's Patient Number 9. That's such a good album. Album was released on September 9th this year. The first track, the title track, Patient number nine is obviously the highlight of this album, considering that you have a crossover between arguably two of the most important musicians of probably the last 50 years with Jeff Beck and Ozzy Osbourne. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm going to recommend any song that wasn't placed on any kind of like radio constant streaming, it's Parasite with Zach Wilde. That's a crazy song. Oh my God. It just further proves like Zach Wilde was... Oh, it still is that far ahead when it comes to his ability in the guitar world. Mm-hmm. And he's done so much now with the reforming of Pantera, yep. which I'm very interested to see if they're going to release any new music. But you have Zach Wilde in place of Dimebag Daryl. Mm-hmm. And you have, um, I can't know, I don't know the drummer, but Vinnie Paul subsequently been replaced. You have the original bassist and you have obviously Phil Anzamo back. But Ozzy Osbourne's Patient Number 9 was a pleasant. And hopefully the perfect swan song to an excellent, excellent metal career. You think yeah. that's his swan song? You think I, he's it done? It should be. Should be? It okay. should be. It's such a high note for him. Yeah. And I love it's, it. It's a really good album. I'm not a huge Ozzy fan, I'll be honest with you. I'm, mm-hmm. I've never been crazy big into that form of metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that more like, sta- not stadium rock, but like oh, yeah, the, sta- yeah. Yeah, that's the that's stadium rocky, but kind of... Um, I would say ACDC, like classic, cast, rock. Classic, yeah, classic rock. Yeah, I think it's the. But perfe- this is such a good album. It's the perfect way for him to go out, and yeah. I think it's the perfect compilation way for him to go out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he has his band. He has Ozzy, and obviously everyone knows him from Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah. But like the idea of him on this album, Jeff Beck, Mike McCready, Zach Wilde, Tony Iommi, and Eric Clapton all make appearances on this Clapton. album. That song he did with Eric Clapton is incredible. Yeah, one of these days. Yeah. Again, and it's typical Ozzy fashion. It's a yeah. nice. A nice clean track, mm-hmm. and surprisingly, for a guy who walks around and barely can get two sentences out, he. Sharon, he, where are my beers? He's he's just so clean with his vocal track. So. Somebody drank my beers. Don't do drugs and alcohol, kids. <laughs> Don't Pretty, bite the heads off backs. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But patient number nine by Ozzy Osbourne, number All twelve. Right. I like it. Meredith, your number twelve. My number twelve was "Love Sucks" by Avril Lavigne. It came out on February twenty fifth. She did two singles. She did "Bite Me." back last november well i can't say last november anymore because we're 2023 it was november of 2021 and she did love it when you hate me for in january and it features machine gun kelly black bear mark hoppus i think it's really good because this kind of 
all 2022, Travis Barker jumped on and produced a lot of albums. So he, Avril Levine signed to his album and dropped this album from his, um, his record label. company, his mm-hmm. label. And my favorite songs off the album were Boys Lie with Machine Gun Kelly and Deja Vu. And I would suggest anybody to try to listen to Love It When You Hate Me or Break of a Heartache. Mm-hmm. They're like classic Avril songs for me. I love Avril. And it's, and it's incredible crazy to have her back in the scene i mean this yeah, past true. year had a crazy pop punk resurgence yeah it did and avril being one of the queens of pop punk back in the day it's cool to have her back in the in the scene very good choice moving on to julian's number 12 what do we Here got we buddy? Go. let's go my number 12 is actually this might be a little controversial but slipknot's like new album the end so far that's I'm, a great album i it didn't. It really didn't feel like Slipknot to me was the problem. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie. It like, it felt like Stone Sour. Yeah, it, but, it it did have a bunch of Stone Sour feel to it. But if I could recommend two songs off this album, it would either be the Dying Song or Yen. Dying Song and Yen are incredible songs. Um, Dying Song is a very Slipknot song, in my opinion. It's slow, but it builds and builds and builds to that crazy finish. I'm thinking of Yen, yes. Dying yeah. Song was more of just traditional Slipknot heavy, punchy in the face. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of Yen, yeah, that's right. Yen just slowly builds up and up until it, like, it just breaks down, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's a point within Yen with the, the, the piano, the guy just sitting there and just hitting the child's piano in the keys. It's just that eerie feeling. Reminds me a lot of scissors reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of iowa reminds me a lot of gently older it gives songs. you very iowa vibes yeah i i definitely agree with my father <laughs> lexi what is your number 12 so mine i've heard it once but it it was you could hear the whole album once like mm-hmm. you could sit in the car for a quick little drive and you could hear the whole album mm-hmm. it's tara pain to in into power and it's 18 minutes long I do not know when it came out, but it was really it, that's it a was, short album. That's a really short. How many? That's songs almost do you like know? um. Um, I think. So I'll get the exact stats for everybody, mm-hmm. since Lexi's phone isn't available at the second. So ten songs released on May sixth of twenty twenty two. Ten songs, eighteen minutes, wow. entire album. It's so good, but I haven't even heard of it. I'm gonna have to look into it's, that. It Terra, Terra is the quintessential two step speed punk slash hardcore band okay. they fall in the same line light of hate breed of mad ball okay um throw down they just circle pit circle pit circle pit just, yeah okay everybody hit speed <laughs> one speed just insane. Sl- slamming the x button just <laughs> sprinting in grand theft auto yep exactly but yes that was number 12 so that is right. everybody's 12 let's move on to number 11 11 i'm gonna start it off with a bang and i know maybe two people in this circle might have this album on their list but i will be the first one to say it it wasn't necessarily going to be on my list but after going through and having the extra two songs helped my number 11 is taylor swift midnights (laughs) um wow and that's really fucking low and well i wasn't in my top 10 it wasn't in my top 10 but with the idea of the Dirty Dozen... The 12, yeah, it just I, cracks it, that. It cracked it. And the reason I didn't have it that high or in my list originally is because it reminds me of her reputation and 
lover music and i wasn't the biggest fan yeah. of those albums so that's why mm -hmm. but then i went to a new year's eve party last night it was taylor swift theme shout out to race and tori it was amazing and we listened to the whole album on the way there and you know what i was just listening to it i was like you know what it does have some lows but it's highs are super 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 high so it came out um I'm specifically doing the Midnight Edition because that's the album that the I listen to. Yeah, the 3 a.m. Yeah. Sorry, um, 3 a.m. Edition. Um, that came and there are 20 songs. And let me see when that came out. I'm not as prepared as I should be. I believe it was November. The, she released it all the same day. Yeah, the, everything the came out the same yeah, day. And the 3 came out edit. October 21st oh. of 2022. And um, I will give my recommendations and my favorites all on the same. Um, Karma, come on, yes. Karma. Um, the Great War and Question. And I those say are my three. We could just do a whole like episode of you, me, and Lexi just discussing midnight. You two yes. could have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> I said the three. That's yeah, have fun with that. She made sure to leave you guys out of it. But that is my number eleven. You really Taylor think Dave would want to be a part of that? So I had a <laughs> full on discussion with Lexi about this album yesterday. Because mm -hmm. she's constantly asking me to listen to it. I have listened to this album. He won't play it in the car. I, I won't. I won't mess my Apple Music up. But I did listen to it on a run, okay? And here's my thing about this album. Mm -hmm. It's not catchy like some of the stuff that I've enjoyed from Taylor it's Swift. It's not Taylor Swift. Well, you know what? It's it is not her best songwriting. It really isn't. She has a that, couple of great, like, just catchy stuff. But in terms of songwriting, for me personally, Folklore and Evermore are and Red are up there in terms yes. of songwriting. This album was a, a downgrade, in, in my opinion. And as far as catchiness is concerned, it doesn't come even close to touching 1989. That's where no. I was, no, was going to go with it. 1989 is just banger after banger after banger. Sheamus. Not great songs by any stretch. Lyricism, no, not great. But they're fun. Banger after exactly. banger after banger like, after banger after banger. I can remember banger. going to Disney World and getting myself caught up in Shake It Off. Such a at Disney song World, had a chokehold on everybody. <laughs> it still does <laughs> for a good so reason. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone in this room is like, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. 1989. So, but it, it it is a good album. Yeah. I'm not even going to dispute the but fact that it's why, a good album. But that's why it's 11 on my list. So that's yeah. what. All right, Josh. My number 11, and now this one's gonna shock a bunch of you guys. I'm gonna say, or at least the people that Color I talk shock. music with, um, because I don't talk about this band much. Because they're kind of an under the radar, in my opinion, to to my style of music. Mm -hmm. It's an album that came out December 9th. So okay. late. Yeah, so pretty it recent. It did come out really late. I don't even know what he's talking about. It's from about. San Diego, California. And it's Thousand Below's Hell Finds You Everywhere album. I do not know who they are. They went on tour with Bad Omens and Dayseeker. Oh, was oh, it this one? They were one of the openers oh, on that tour. Oh, that's why I recognize the name and from. They, okay. And they put this album out. Now... Their 2017 album was one of my favorites of that year. It had so many really good songs on it. Mm -hmm. And then this album came out, and I was like, oh, shit, Thousand Below put out an album. I listened to it, and I have probably listened to it four to five times every week. Oh, wow. It's oh, okay. so good. There's, there's uppers, there's downers, there's fast songs, there's slow songs. Everything is super catchy, though. I've played it in the car with you. Absolutely when I have. give you the privilege of having Oxcord, you have not played this band. The privilege. Because usually you're playing privilege. I Prevail and I'm 100% fine with it. So, 
I'm a passenger um, But no, there's, there's two singles that came out with this album. Uh, Face to Face came out on the, or let me phrase that, three singles. Face to Face came out on September 21st, and then they released a double song single. Uh, Sabotage, Sabotage and Venenosa came out on 11-9. And my favorite song on this album, and definitely a high, high suggestion, is Silent Season. Mm-hmm. Um, I would almost describe it as like, not the super heavy stuff that Bad Omens puts out, yep. but kind of that mid-rangey, just pretend stuff. Okay. The entire album, hmm, pretty much, in my opinion. It's got some some catchy, it's got some heavy stuff. So would you say that because they went on tour with Bad Omens and Dayseeker, would you say they're kind of in between kind of their music or leaning closer to... I would say leaning... It's it's their, This album gives me very much of Dayseeker's um, Sleep Talk album. Okay. All right. All right. I get what you're saying. Not as heavy, but it's got those. It's got the It's got the sleep talk and it's got color black. Okay. Um, The title track is the opening track, Hell Finds You Everywhere, Mm -hmm. um, features Noah Sebastian. No freaking way. Mm -hmm. I'll have to give that a listen. And it's not high singy Noah Sebastian. It's screamy Noah Sebastian. Mm, I like screamy. And it's kind of towards the end of the song he'll pop on. Sweet. But yeah, uh, Thousand Below's Hell Finds You Everywhere. Uh, is my number 11. Fantastic. All right. Dave? Okay, so um, my number 11 is a band I honestly haven't spoken a lot about with you guys either. Okay. Um, It's probably one of my favorite metal bands I've ever listened to. I just don't talk to, about them a lot because I don't want to over-inundate myself and you guys with all the s- same hair metal that I've been listening to for many, many years. <laughs> so number 11 is Of Kingdom and Crown by Machine Head. Ooh, really? You, reckon, you recommended I that. I did recommend yep. that. And the thing about this album, I have constantly, constantly, constantly had this feeling. Machine Head is this generation's Metallica. Ooh. They constantly are putting out stellar hour-long albums, hour 15 long albums with mm-hmm. 10, 11, 12 tracks. And it's exactly what this is. It's 13 tracks. It's exactly an hour long. And it just punches you right from the start. Very similar to some of their other outings, whether that's Locusts or The Blackening or Ashes of the Empire. This album starts with the pinnacle of what this album is, which is Slaughter the Martyr. Very slow build, very slow build. And then when he hits you with that first time he hits the chorus of Slaughter the Martyr, the song just hits. Mm -hmm. And you can, a lot of the albums I'm choosing, I'm going to be talking about, I feel mm-hmm. like I can just feel myself sitting at the concert and catch myself headbanging to it or moshing to it or something. And that's what this album did right from the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, my three favorite tracks are obviously Slaughter the Martyr, Unhollowed. That's a great song. And Bloodshot. Song. Bloodshot is so underappreciated because it's later I'm in the album. Definitely going to have to listen this, to that one. I, I, haven't, like I haven't listened. I don't so even, I've never listened to them before. They're so good. If you like Lamb of God, you will like. What was the artist again? Machine Head. Machine Head. Yes. Because I was going to be like, oh, Motorhead. I've listened to <laughs> <laughs> Time to play the game. No, yeah. not Motorhead, unfortunately. But no, Machine Head um, of Kingdom and Lana. Crown. Just When I heard that this album was being dropped this year, I had very high expectations for it. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy it made my top 12. It wasn't going to make my top 10. It was on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. No, I'm wrong. This was in my top 10. Two albums pushed this out of my top 10. Both the albums I've mentioned were already in my top 10. I had two albums that came in and pushed them out. All right. So. Great choice. I love that. Meredith, you're number 11? I'm so, like four. My number 11 mm-hmm. would not have made my top 10. Okay. Because 
I was extremely underwhelmed with this album. Okay. And it also came out on the same day as two other albums I have actually in my top 10. Okay. And it came out on August 19th, and it's Viva Las Vengeance by Panic at the Disco. It has grown on me. It's grown on me, too. But when it first came out, I'm like, what the hell is this? This isn't like yeah. Panic so... at the Disco. Because well, was... when you think of old Panic at the yeah. Disco and then kind of their newer stuff, I 100% understand what you're saying. Like, he made this album to show as he, how he's grown as an artist yeah. because he's not the same guy that he no. was all those years ago. And you know what? I think it helps that we saw them in concert. And yeah. he put on... That helps so me appreciate yeah. the album. So we all went and saw... Well, except Dave and the children. The three of us went and saw... Panic at the Disco over the summer. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was September, so I wouldn't count summer. And he played this whole album front to back mm-hmm. at the show, and it helped me appreciate it so much better. Mm-hmm. And the singles from the album, there were four. It was the title track, Viva Las Vengeance, Middle of a Breakup, Local God, and Don't Let the Light Go Out. He I had like no one featured out. on the album. It was just him. Mm-hmm. And my favorite songs off it were Middle of a Breakup and Don't Let the Light Go Out. I am a sucker for his slow songs that they're just awesome when 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 the single came out viva las vengeance when he announced it was a we all freaked the hell out we were like oh my god panic is back yeah and that song plays and that's a it's a bop it's It's really good it was kind of it gave me a kingdom of clouds king of the clouds king of the clouds correct yourself um whatever king of clouds kind of vibe to it and then the rest of the album kind of fell flat it did but then when you listen to it more and more and you it can appreciate you. what exactly, the genre yeah. he's putting out is yeah. it's not old panic you need no. to go into that album realizing this is not old panic at the disco exactly every single album that um panic has put out i'm gonna say panic because it's not just brendan yuri every single album that panic at the disco has put yeah. out is a different genre exactly Very true and if I were to z- suggest songs to anybody, I'd do two. And if you wanted a bop, listen to Viva Last Vengeance, the mm-hmm. title track. And if you want something like a little different that's not really Brendan Urie, listen to God Killed Rock and God Roll. God Killed and Rock and Roll. Because that was really, good really good live. It is. I think I could probably give another um, suggestion off that album, too. Um, say It Louder. I'm a big fan of that song, that's Say It Louder. That's too. Eh, eh. That's I kind mean, of that gave me kind of like Death of a Bachelor vibe. I like something eh. about Maggie. That was a good one too. I, I mean, like that. I I just I love him, but I was so underwhelmed. Exactly. And not well, when really you're impressed when it first came out. When you're thinking out. of other music, I feel like especially with him, with the highlights of the like of and and with this album, I wasn't looking forward to that concert, but he put on a hell he, of a show. If you want to see a really awesome concert, and I know Panic at the Disco is not everybody's cup of tea. But he puts on a really amazing show. Like, he is a performer. It's amazing. And their I openers were really good, too. It. Mariana and the Diamonds, I love her anyways. You mean Marina? But, sorry, Marina. Marina and the Diamonds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I think she's just Marina now. She's not Marina and the Diamonds. She just oh. goes by just Marina, I think. Don't poke Lexi in the eye. Yeah, sorry. Marina. Um I knew her as Marina and the Diamonds, but she was fantastic. I forget what the other dude's name oh, was. Oh, it was but some it was guy very who was, good. He was like had an Elton John esque vibe. Thing to and him. you know what? It was good. It was Blast a little for weird. an opener. What's blasphemy? Nothing compares to Elton John. No, I know. Line. He had like a vibe about him. Oh, like, like he, his, he does okay. not compare to Elton. His style, his style yes. was Elton John esque. When, when one of the greatest live performances announces his retirement this year, we all need to obviously pay our respects. Yeah. Oh, I know. Elton's amazing and no one could yeah. like mimic him but he like had an elton john style his style to him. was certainly trying to emulate yeah. him you know okay all right okay 
Again, I didn't see it. I wasn't there. I wasn't privy to this. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dave, privy. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't want to be there with Josh because how many girls were you with? It was five. me and five other females. Yeah, Josh, yeah. I would have taken a bullet, man. <laughs> Don't worry, we allowed. We had. We let him sit at the end. Yeah, of the we aisle. let him sit at the end. He could stretch out his I bad stretch knee. Out my bad knee. <laughs> it was. Good. They accommodated me. Awesome. All right. What so is who, your eleventh album, Julian? Got, um, give it to us. Okay, so. I actually have Afterlife by Five Finger Death Punch at number eleven. That's nice. such a banger of an album. Give me the, give me I knuckles on that one. Yeah, that's a great so one. It had released on August nineteenth of twenty twenty two, and um, I I, that I enjoyed this album a lot, but it just couldn't compete to the other albums on on my list. Is mm-hmm. the problem? Yeah. So. If I could recommend any songs on this album, it would honestly be the first three. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Circus, Afterlife, and Times Like These. Welcome to the Circus was good. Times yeah. Like These is a beautiful song. That's exactly what I'm saying. And it really is a come down from those first two mm-hmm. tracks. It's they just punch you in the face, punch you in the face, and then he chills you out for a little That's bit. That's what have, they do, you know? If I have a selection, it's I, I punch you. someone in the face. If That's a great you. song. That I is. is great. And it was one of the singles when it was originally released, too. Yeah, that that is true. Well, let's head over to Lexi for her number 11. All right. This so, kid's got a future in radio. Let's yes. do it. Thank so, you. So <laughs> I was not going to put this on my list, but I had to rethink it because I've listened to it so many times, and it's all over Octane. Um, I Prevail True Power. Nice. It came out on August 19th. Yeah, another that album on date, August man. 19th. Same day as Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> so, lot of albums. True Power, Afterlife, fight. and Viva Las Vengeance yeah. all came out that day. So the last three albums we're talking about all released the same day. Love busy that. day, busy. And it wasn't as long as... Oh, he's, okay. He'll be right back. It wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. It was only 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. But... Um, if I could recommend two songs, one of them is always on the radio, but it was the first song I heard by them, by this. Mm-hmm. I heard Taylor Swift's cover, but that's okay. Um, I would recommend Body Bag. Oh, and mm-hmm. fantastic song. I mean, that's my top one. I. So I'm sure we're going to have a chance to discuss this album again. Multiple oh, 100%. Times. So yeah. for a few of we'll, us. <laughs> we'll, we'll all give our opinions about this album mm-hmm. in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my Number 11, True Power. 11, Gr- yes. Great, great all album. Right. Such, great a, album. such a great album. Fantastic. Michaela, into the top 10. Into the top 10. And I already know Dave is going to give me... And Something if, for this nope, one? No one is wrong. <laughs> we respect everybody's opinion. You do not yuck, yuck someone's yums. But I yuck a lot of yums. You could thank too. Gina for teaching me that. Don't yuck someone's yum. This, don't do it, David. No this yelling album, wrong or incorrect. This album also has a special place in my heart because of the day that it came on in as well. So mine came out on your birthday. Came out on my birthday. So my number 10 album is Beyonce's Renaissance. Okay. And it came out on my birthday. Came out on July 29th of 2022 and has 16 songs. And the reason that I put this album is it gave us the same attitude, per se, of Lemonade, where she's kind of like pissed not off, reinventing her sound. Not even pissed off, but it's like with Lemonade, she's like, here's my true feelings, here's how I feel, and I'm going to do it in a, such a different way than everyone normally thinks that I make music. And Renaissance was kind of another shift of that. Like, she was making very, 
I'm not going to say the right type of genre of music, but kind of dance hallish type of music mixed with her pop and kind of R&B hip hop. Kind of clubby? Kind of clubby. Like dance hall just the, with the way that the, not only the beat, but kind of the ablets that you hear okay. in the background yeah, 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 and, I get the, you. and the people who were involved in it. And um, I'm going to give two songs as my favorites and suggestions. One is Energy and it's featuring Beam and that's a song that's been played a lot. And then my second is Church Girl. And that is my number 10, Beyonce. There we go. I will not yuck your yum. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I can say I was excited when I heard that she was announcing an album. And I was like, oh, great for Beyonce. I'm mm-hmm. excited to hear what it sounds like. But I probably heard like 30 seconds of it on Oct, like not on Octane, but on Sirius like some radio. And I was like, nope, changing station. So, so over it. Done. So here's here's my thing. You just and not, and She did. But oh. I said for me personally, I'm like. And this is the same place where I put Taylor's new album. Mm-hmm. Beyonce's had such an an amazing catalog. When you go back to her Destiny's Child days and exactly. all her solo stuff, this album is just such a. It's obviously a reinvention. It's her yeah. wanting to tap into something she's obviously done in the past, but it was just missing like that little bit of oomph. Like yeah, something like you said, lemonade. Like lemonade yeah. was just. Well, Mind-blowing. It was the Jay-Z cheated on me. Here it is. Well, I mean. We uh, we were traveling to New it's York, Jay-Z. so we were on a four-hour car ride, and I was like, you know what? This Speaking album came out. So we listened front to back of this oh, album, and every single song I was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, because it was something I've never heard her do before, and it was so different, and other artists have tried it, but she just does it better. Yes. Like, other artists do this type of music, but she just does it better, and she does it cleaner. And that's why it's, but that's why it's my number ten. Yep, it is at the bottom of the list. Bottom so. half. Yeah, exactly. That must mean everything else is better. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my number ten, released on October fourteenth, twenty twenty-two, from the New Jersey band. Not any sub. It's just from New Jersey. One of the most impeccable deathcore albums I've ever heard in my entire life. It's Lorna Shore's Pain Remains. Oh, Lord. Great album. This is... They are heavy. I thought this was going to be so much higher for you. There's there's other no. albums that I put much no. higher. Yeah. Man, this is, a, this is the quintessential Deathcore album of the year. Yes. This album transcends the Deathcore Sun genre. Sun Eater? Sun Eater? Sun Eater was the first single. It came out on May 13th. Into the Earth came out on June 22nd. Curse to Die came out on July 27th. Pain Remains 1, Dancing Like Flames came out September 14th. And Pain Remains 2, After All I've Done, I'll Disappear came out on September 29th. The album released on 10-14-22. If I'm to suggest anything off this album, it is Pain Remains 1, 2, 3, back to back to back. Every song leads into each other. And I was telling you, you, the, 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 you mean Michaela? There Michaela, are a lot of yous in Michaela. the room. He pointed at me, but y'all can't see it. <laughs> this set of three songs is about twenty-three minutes long, and it's just up and down and up and down and up and down. I've never heard anybody do anything with his voice like Will Ramos can. That dude is crazy. You've shown me so many videos; it's insane. When he the, released, the only guy I would say is better vocally. Is Alex a terrible? I will. I will Who? give you that. Alex a terrible is the lead singer of Slaughter to Prevail. Oh, oh my God! But it's one A, one B. 
Yeah. You know I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're so good, but di- and, differently. And the thing is, Lorna, Lorna Shore has been a thing since like 2017, 2018. He didn't join the band till late 2020. Yes. And would. then they released to the Hellfire randomly, just showed up in the ether of metal Surprise. and just blew everything up. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I, um, if I have a suggestion on this, it's Sun Eater. Sun Eater is immaculate. I love Sun Eater, and it, it was one of those things where it just melts your face. Like you ever see the, you ever see uh, Indiana Jones and is it oh Crystal Skull? Yeah. Crystal Skull, and it's just like everyone's faces just stop melting. Yep. Yeah, that's Sun Eater right there <laughs> in a in in a sound wave. Mm-hmm. Just Sun Eater melting your face. Was it Crystal Skull? I thought in like the the uh, second one, they was, there was some skin melting too. I'm, I know which one he's talking about. It's when the when the no, crystal, crystal guy becomes a thing and everybody's yeah. face starts melting. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah it's not Crystal show. Skull. It's um, not Temple of Doom. Raiders Temple of Doom. Raiders of the Ark. Raiders of the Ark. Ark. Yes, yep. because Temple of Doom is where the guy eats the heart. Ah, yeah. Yeah, 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 God, I love it. Alrighty, so my number ten, Lorna Shore's Pain Remains. He just stopped me from going off on a tangent. Okay, <laughs> we have done no. two. Two and a bit rounds, and we're already at a half hour. So yeah. let's okay. Okay, number ten. I know it's gonna pop up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. October twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Special day for me, Lexi's birthday. Mm-hmm. You had the oh, drop yeah. of "Fit for a King," mm-hmm. the hell we create. Great album. Absolute. Banger. Absolute punch in the face. This album is. Um, I'm just gonna go through it real quick. Cover to cover, 10 songs, very quickly, 36 <laughs> minutes. I love, love, love fast tracks. Oh, M&Ms are coming out. Yeah, we're getting Lexi snacks. Lexi brought out the diabetes. We're hanging out yep. for a bit. We're going to be bringing out some snacks. I'm, right. I'm most certain that Time to get you can go over any of the top three tracks in this, whether it's The Hell We Create and The Other Side and Falling Through the Sky. I love Falling um, Through the Sky. Um, where, the, where the hell's Reaper? Hold on. I said any okay. of the top three tracks, okay? Oh, first three tracks. Yes. Okay. For me, the top track on this album is Eyes Roll Back. Mm-hmm. I can never get enough of that track. Never get enough of the that drop track. The drop in that album. Yes. That track is incredible. Oh, my goodness. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that we're definitely going to be rehearing about this album, so I'm going to pass it off to Meredith, oh, so this okay. way she can give us her number 10. Let's hear it. So my number 10 was Ego Trip by Papa Roach. I, so I like, I listened to some of the singles that came off it because they released, it came out on April 8th. The album came out on April 8th. And they dropped five singles. They had Swerve that came out August 21st of 2021. They had Kill the Noise, which also came out in August of 2021. Dying to Believe came out October of 2021. Stand Up came out in January of 2022. And Cut the Line came out March 1st of 2022. I didn't really know they dropped this album Mm -hmm. until I heard No Apologies on Octane. Mm -hmm. And then I got super excited because they released a tour with Falling in Reverse, which Josh, what was the name of that tour again? Rockzilla. The Rockzilla tour. It was Bad Wolves Opened. Then it was Hollywood Undead, mm-hmm. Falling in Reverse, and Papa Roach. I was super excited for the tour because everybody knows I love Falling in Reverse. Mm-hmm. They are my top tier band in the world. Love them. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen Hollywood Undead live before. And they're, I love them too. And I've never seen Papa Roach. And I was super excited. Mm-hmm. I, I really like got roles. into Ego Trip because of the show. Because all the songs sounded so good live. And mm-hmm. I had never seen them live. So, And even Scars and... um. 
The other one that's really freaking popular. Why can't I think of it? Scars. Last um, Resort. Last Resort. Mm-hmm. So good live. So much better than hearing the studio recorded version. Yeah. And their album features Fever 333 and Swayco. And they were on the same song, Swerve, mm-hmm. which is really good to play in the gym if you want to listen to it while you're lifting weights. That's a really... <laughs> Get yeah, you in the mood. It gets yeah. you pumped up. And my favorite songs off the album were Ego Trip, which is the title track, Always Wandering and No Apologies. I will blast No Apologies every time it comes on Octane. And if you want any song suggestions, I think Kill the Noise and Bloodline are like classic Papa Roach songs and they're really good. It I honestly didn't even know it was released until I saw them at the show. And I was like, wow. Hey, what a I'm better a way little, to be introduced. I know. I'm yeah. like, I'm a little tardy to the party. Didn't even know Papa Roach <laughs> dropped an album until now. All right. But it was super good. Yeah. Love what was that. your 10th album, Julian? Let's hear it. So my 10th album was Voyeurist by Underos. I'm That's not, a banger. I, I know. I just, it just can't like... Everything else is just better than it is the problem. Like, <laughs> except for number eleven and twelve. Yeah, except, yeah, except, except for number eleven and twelve. Now the only this is an early release. January. It was January. January fourteenth. Yeah. This is how the year opened. That um the first song that um January fourteenth. Hallelujah. I'm not talking the first Damn song. Excuses. I'm talking the first single was um oh, wait, yeah the song that uh, has Ghostmane in it. Oh, um, cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm a big Ghostmane fan. I'm a huge Ghostmane fan. <laughs> I do think it's at number 10 because it, it, I think if it was at number 10, it'd be lower on your list. So I do think it was one of the worst albums on your list, but <laughs> there was one good song on that album. Yuck and uh, Hallelujah is like, in my opinion, the heaviest song on the album. Is it? Do you, what about your opinions? I mean, I didn't give it much time because I'm not a huge Under Oath yeah. fan. Like, I like their older stuff. Um, but I mean, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to mark the song cycle because it has Ghostmane on it and he's got it. He has an incredible verse on it. Starts out the slow Ghostmane kind of drawn out stuff. And then he gets into his faster rapping, deeper, angrier stuff. So I'm going to go cycle on that. Yeah, makes I sense. didn't even listen to it. Take a breath. I've listened That's to a great song. Yeah, 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 good point. So I'm with you, Meredith. Well. Yeah, Lexi's on one track on this. It's Hallelujah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hallelujah. Well. Everybody get ready. We're about to head to Lexi. Oh <laughs> Let's get it, Lexi. Right. <laughs> she's chewing. She's she's chewing. The, chewing the, the Okay, so I have Disturbed. I don't know how to say the album name. Divisive. Divisive. I, I can't read. I love Disturbed. I didn't give it a chance. I haven't listened, I haven't to, listened it to it yet. I like them as a band, but I've never I, heard the new album. So I heard it on the radio, and mm-hmm. I was like, We've been listening to Disturbed lately. What is this? And I listened to the album. I was like, it's. I didn't think it was going to make it. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I did not want Skillet or Shine Down on my list. So <laughs> it wow. made it. Process of elimination right there. That's incredible. It's very, it's very disturbed. If, okay. if, if you want, like, the album is very disturbed. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have their punchy, almost like... Um, tempo based they can get the crowd pop bouncing with it yeah. um almost he doesn't do a lot of that old like um vocalization that he used to oh, do yeah. mm-hmm. okay. N- now it's just a lot of him staying with his clean vocals okay it seems to be like the the route he's kind of went with um since um um sound of madness mm-hmm. which is an epic track mm-hmm. i mean but um in totality yeah, i lexi's 100 right the album has a very good flow to it mm-hmm. has yeah a, a, a divisive um, 
Hey You was one. Hey You? Hey You was the first single off. First single off the track. I heard that off of, um, I heard that off of Octane. Octane, And I was like, I listen to Octane every day. It comes on like eight times a day. (laughs) So it's in your brain. Yeah, so I like that song. That's that's kind of, I think that's kind of what happened to me is it played so often (laughs) I kind of just got a little yeah. bored of it yeah yeah it's easy to get bored Oversaturation. of after like a hundred times yeah. of hearing the same mm-hmm. song hey you hey you hey and you and then you don't want to listen to the album because you've already like is this i'm like oh is this what the entire album's gonna sound yeah. like yeah. but it, it's different as you get as you get more into the album bad man's different than hey you divisive is different unstoppable is different they even have a soft track which features ann wilson don't tell me really yeah so really good switch up and like mm-hmm. I said you can definitely see that he's still doing more of that sound of silence where he yeah, cleaner yeah, yeah, vocals yeah. Yeah. with the stuff like Don't Tell Me with Ann Wilson so good album great album actually great album great good. choice I like so, it so yeah it made my list because I did not want you had to remove two other bands I get it two or three <laughs> other bands but that's okay Moving on to number nine. Number nine, and I'm gonna. You mean patient number? I nine? should have put patient number nine here. <laughs> That'd have been fitting. You had, you had the opportunity. It wasn't. You, you screwed it, over it, the opportunity. The stars weren't aligned. It wasn't okay. gonna happen. It couldn't. It couldn't break. It couldn't break. Yeah, it. that's all right. Um, all right. So continuing with my R&B hip hop type theme, my number nine album is The Weeknd. Dawn FM, which came out at the very, very beginning of the year, January seventh. Yeah, I forgot it even early. came out because honestly. it came out. It came out right there, and he's come out. He's like come out with so many albums in the past couple of years. Um, First day. January seventh, and this album has sixteen songs, and it's a long album. But it's this type of album. He is definitely going into the eighties, late you know, like mid late eighties, early nineties kind of pop influences, and you can certainly hear it. And then this album literally has Jim fucking Carey narrating some parts of it, like, <laughs> I literally. Love it. How? Like, how can those two mesh together? But it does, and I love The Weeknd in general, but this album is... And if anyone who knows me, I love 80s influences, whether it's 80s rock, 80s pop, 80s synth, like, whatever it is, I love that. Are you okay? You're raising your hand. What's this going isn't on? the Save Your Tears album, right? Nope. Okay. That album came out 2020. This There's is not so that album. There's so many albums for him. There are I so many remember. albums, for, and they're all fantastic. And, again, my favorites... And suggestions on this album are Out of Time, which is probably one of the more popular songs, which is one of the mainstreams. It is so good. And then at the very, very end, you got Jim Carrey narrating it like it's like (laughs) if it's like it's a radio station and it's fantastic. And then the other one that I really, really like as well is um, Best Friends, which is kind of more of his R&B hip hop type song. And that is my number one, number nine, The Weeknd. Josh. My number nine comes from the Sacramento, California-based band. It was released on July 15th, 2022. And it is the self-titled album huh? of huh? Rain City Drive. Oh, you didn't even know about them till Octane. I didn't. Thank and me. then I found them, and this album is absolutely immaculate. immaculate. Me getting him Octane has very much influenced this top 12 list for him. It certainly sounds like it. A lot of it did come from Octane. Because um, you don't hear a lot of this stuff on mainstream radio unless nah. you have a specific and, radio station. And if made I'm for if this. I'm listening to, I'm listening to the same bands over and over and over again. If Oops. I don't have something that I find, i.e., Octane, that mm-hmm. is introducing me to other bands. Uh, multiple singles came out for this. Waiting for Waiting on You was the first single. Came out on May thirteenth. Um, a three single um, EP, quote unquote, released. 
Um, Dying for Dreams and Cutting It Close all came out on June 21st, and then Blood Runs Cold, which is one of the most well-known songs of this album, came out on the 7th of July. My um, suggestion is the second song in the album. It's Gardens of Misery. It's a beautiful... It's... It's a f- heavier, faster-paced song, mm-hmm. but it's got like this... I can't describe it any other way than like beauty to it. Mm-hmm. It's got this nice beautiful flow through it and it tells an incredible story um so yeah gardens of misery is my suggestion off this album rain city drive self-title fantastic bless you doesn't um Thank for you. for people who don't know who rain city drive is they've been around for a while they were just formerly known as slaves until about 2020 oh, johnny craig but johnny craig ain't in he's this band. not in the band anymore no <laughs> but yeah they were formerly known as slaves and yeah, then they renamed johnny- in 2020 to rain city drive johnny craig irrelevant now but moving on to David's Aww. number nine. Let's hear it. Which isn't patient number nine. Nope, not patient number nine. Um, actually, another um older metal band. Oh, they've been around for a while. They've I am old. Um, oldest one here. That's Savage. Um, so they've been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. They've um had multiple lineup changes, but one thing that's been consistent is that their drummer is probably the best metal drummer in all of metal, mm. and this is Meshuggah. <laughs> you talk about them immutable okay everybody knows Meshuggah because of the song Bleed uh, I not, don't even know Meshuggah oh, you want to listen to some drum work just listen to Bleed it's incredible um, as far as this album is concerned the opening to Broken Cog there is a live video that I've seen I haven't been able to see Meshuggah live in quite some time but the way that they open up their tour right now with Broken Cog and the way that the, the drums are hitting and the way the guitar gets entered and the bass gets entered. There's no vocals for like the first, I want to say 45 seconds minute of this track. And it's just like all the lights on the stage are just highlighting different people who are doing different things throughout the track. Mm-hmm. It's in, it's incredible. Meshuggah is, I mean, they're like another band who has an album coming out next year in Flames. They, ha- they, they survived a very big dead spot in the metal genre, which was the early 90s with grunge. And they've continued to put out incredible music. Mm-hmm. Album after album after album. Um, if That's I have insane any- that they've been around that long. Yeah, Meshuggah. So Meshuggah's been around. I mean, we say that. You had all 1987. the 1987. Whoa. 1987. They've been putting out music since 1987. What the heck? And they put Sweden's metal game on the map. That's 35 years. Yes. Damn. Yes. 35 years you this say year. You're old. They're old. Well, actually, technically, I am older by three years. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah, I was born in 84. Yeah, he's, he's old, and in two years we have to throw him a fortieth birthday party, no! people. And he's over here <laughs> thinking about life decisions. But um, if there's any track that wasn't a single single that I want to highlight, it's Kaleidoscope. So if you're gonna listen to this album, you can obviously listen to through it cover to cover. Mm-hmm. But if you want to listen, you want to skip to a very interesting track, go to Kaleidoscope. You've never played mm-hmm. this album. Oh, I have. You just haven't. You, this Kaleidoscope, is boring. This Kaleidoscope is, boring. is a smack of a song. This is boring. That's that, that's what you say because it's got that dun 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 dun. That's how the album starts. It's just a marching beat to the album. I mm-hmm. don't know marching things. Sure you do. <laughs> I go to a parade every year. <laughs> She's an expert. Immutable, sugar. Sassy. All right. 
Meredith, you're number nine. Give them okay, to us. I know people's going to give me shit for this, okay? No yuck okay. and yums. No yuck and yums. No yuck and yums. Yeah, no My yum. number nine is Mainstream Sellout by MGK. Okay. Hey. Maybe I it came out you. March 25th, and I like the, like the studio of him singing, okay? He had three singles off it. He mm-hmm. did. He dropped Paper Cuts in August of 2021. He dropped Emo Girl with Willow in February of last year, and That's he dropped him. A. Uh huh. He dropped A with yep. Lil Wayne on in March. He had multiple people featured on the album. He had mm-hmm. Bring Me the Horizon, Lil Wayne, Black Bear, Willow, Ian Dior, Gunna. I do Young like the Black Thug. Bear song. The only reason I'm surprised that you have this on this list is just because of ha- the. How, how people were talking about it. I will get to that. And he also had Landon Barker because, you know, MGK and Travis Barker both wrote the album together. Mm-hmm. So, even though it's just released under Machine Gun Kelly. My yeah. big thing about this album is it came under such scrutiny by a lot of the metal community because of the interaction between Machine Gun Taylor. Kelly and Corey Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're going to they're gonna co- put it under the bridge and they're going to put out a single this they year. They probably are. Um, with <laughs> with just how the genre seems to be going, mm-hmm. but I have only, my two biggest issues with the artist is his his getting caught up in these web of lies that he consistently says. Like the thing what happened with Corey Taylor, mm-hmm. he got caught up in a lie. He just couldn't face facts that Corey Taylor wanted nothing to do with the album. Gave him an honest opinion, like, "Hey, listen, go out there, do your thing." But then he comes out and calls, you know, Slipknot fans. The same thing Fred Durst did years ago, Dirty Little Kids. And then the other thing I don't like about this album is that it took away the spotlight at the American Music Awards this year from the rock genre. Okay, It did. There is no reason this year that Ozzy shouldn't have been represented at the American Music Awards. And this is just, obviously Ozzy's a long-time standing rock artist, Mm -hmm. but he's got pretty much every nomination at the Grammys. And him not getting one at the American Music Awards kind of just threw me for a huge and loop. Well, uh, that's a different genre, like different yeah. genre. Yeah. Actually, that was a completely so, different genre. It just, it just, it threw me, it threw me for such a loop that I get it. He's he's breaking down boundaries when it comes to a lot of the the genres. He's went from the rap game to the mumble rap game. Rap? Yeah, trust me. Out M- as a rapper. M- Eminem killed him, M- and that's MGK why he had to leave. Started out as a rapper. Yeah. 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 Um, but the thing is, is like, he's now, he's now really expanded his, his catalog, which is really fun to see an artist do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I am happy that he teamed up with probably one of the best punk drummers to ever exist in Travis Barker. I think it makes a lot of sense for him to get somebody who's really good in the genre to help get his album off the ground. But he also has to be careful to not burn bridges because like, sooner or later Slipknot will have their own label and if Slipknot decides if they get pissed off enough with an artist and they blacklist them and Slipknot has XYZ bands on their label oh you want to go on a tour in GK well guess what you can't go on tour with these 65 bands because we've blacklisted you and I don't want that to happen to an artist I think an artist should be able to get out there and perform great music like what he's released that's just the way it should be and my favorite songs off the album mm-hmm. were Maybe with Bring Me the Horizon, mm-hmm. Make Up Sex with Black Bear, and Die in California. I did like that song. And what I think is funny is originally this wasn't supposed to be called Mainstream yeah, Sellout. What was it supposed to be? It was Born supposed to be called Born with Horns. Okay. So my song suggestions were Born with Horns, which was mm-hmm. the original title track, and Mainstream Sellout, which is the technical 
title track now. Yeah. And what really upset me is I was pumped to see MGK live. Never seen MGK live. I got tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and the concert sucked. I was so disappointed yeah. because the way they announced this tour is Paris was opening for him. Um, and what the hell's his name? Gunna? Was it supposed to be Gunna? It wasn't Gunna. It no, was, it was... Uh, I thought it was trippy. Ian Dior. No, Trippy, Trippy Red. It was Trippy was Red. It trippy? And it Trippy was, Red okay. was supposed to open for him too. Okay. But the way this show went is A, MGK and Paris got into a fight, and MGK wouldn't let Paris open. So instead of telling everybody, hey, we're pushing back doors opening, or MGK decided to go on stage earlier and do a longer show for everybody, doors opened at seven. Everybody was loaded in their seats by 8 when the show was supposed to start. Mm-hmm. MGK didn't get on stage till 9.30. And at that, it, it, was, it wasn't good. Like, he no. wasn't performing well. And Trippy Red was supposed to open. No, he's just sitting on stage going, yeah, yeah. And just he was, hype he man was, stuff. He was yeah. hype manning. He was smoking a blunt. Yep. And he was singing hit, or he was rapping his verse on one song. Exactly. And... I've seen videos of um, other MGK tours, not like the mainstream sell tour, but other tours. And those tours were so much better than this one. It was a crappy tour. Well, maybe, and it kind of soured the album for me a little well, bit. Maybe now that it's out and it's had some time, maybe when he goes on tour next, maybe he can kind of like redeem himself. Because there was a lot of talk around stuff. Well, so. he already said next album, he's not doing pop punk. He's going back to rap. <laughs> oh, all right. He already made Hello. that well known. He's already turned Which I mean... I, I personally think he made his, his better music. Stuff. I think his best music was his rap Early stuff. Early rap stuff. Early yeah. rap Lace stuff. Up was his best album. So. Yeah. And it was, I believe, his first album. Yeah. What is your number nine, Julian? Let's so, hear it. my number nine, I'm pretty... So, Lexi, no yucks to yums, or whatever <laughs> it was that they said. Lexi will hate my opinion. My number nine is Planet Zero by Shinedown. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't care what you say. Sibling rivalry <laughs> no, here. So, but that is a great album. Yes. Um. It was. So let's hear it. So it was released on July first, but I'm pretty sure that was del- It was that wasn't delayed, but the original, the original release date was supposed to be sometime in June. I'm I'm pretty sure. No, so, way back. It was supposed to actually yeah, be in March. Ma- yeah, March. Right day- when we go see them live. Yeah, right when we were gonna see them live, we like. It was like upsetting because right when we saw them live, they re- revealed a song and they were like, "You guys have to wait like another five months for our album to come out now." <laughs> Jokes on you. Yeah. Well, the song that they actually revealed during the concert was "Daylight," though. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh, part of the whole album. that's <laughs> such that's, a song. That's yes. the best song, but still. Eh. <laughs> but that I, song is Planet Zero. Uh, too no, many times heard. N- lies. The best song is Saints of Violence in Anyone. When they opened yeah. up their <laughs> live set with Saints of Violence in Innuendo, holy shit. The, the, the pyro. Was good. The pyro, you could feel it. Yeah. Those guys were cooking on stage. The, yeah. the concert was good. I just I, I, I like them as a band. I just do not like this album. And all the okay. three songs that all of us had just said, those are the three songs I would recommend off this album. Lexi's big thing is that Monsters was so... Attention, attention was so good. Yeah. We've had this discussion. This is a definite right? downer. It, it, it's a... It's a, it's it's a, a, it's a downgrade. It, it, huh. I'm not going to say that. 
I'm not going to say that. I have to listen to the album enough times. But yeah. Lexi put Attention Attention so high. She put mm-hmm. it on a pedestal. It's going to be very hard for Shine Now to do anything that ever catches that yeah. album, in her opinion. Well, That's It's such a good album. There, uh, the Spider, not the Spider, the Snake album. I don't remember the name of it. Threat to Survival. Threat yeah. to Survival. Threat to Survival. And attention, attention! I put them so high, and I thought this album was gonna be great. And then I heard Planet Zero. I was like, "This is not catchy. This is not as good as their old stuff." Yeah. I don't know what this is. Wait, but they played their old stuff at the concert. That's why it was good. And lots of pyro. I was cooking. Wait, Lexi. So using attention, attention, is and um, sweat to survival are better than Amaryllis. I meant to say Amaryllis too, but that's okay. Okay. There we go. Okay. Because Amaryllis, in my opinion, fighting is your best here. album. I'm sorry. I am sorry. That's I was fine. Like, I'm no. This is entertaining. That. We love it. I'm just saying that Amaryllis We love is arguments here on the show. If you listen to any episode, you know Very we true. love arguing yeah. here. <laughs> no, their last, not this album, the last three albums were the best albums that I think, because that's what got me into dad's music. Well, also, boom. Also, also all his old stuff because he's old. But <laughs> the rest. James really unpicked on today, and it's not even for me and Michaela. It's fine. But it's it's good, and this is like the first concert I went to. This was something I really really liked, mm-hmm. and then they ruined it after this album. So <laughs> they ruined it, spoiled it. Wow. Yeah. So that. I never, I never liked Ghost. I like Ghost better than them right now. So, okay. So on that note, like on that note, we got number nine. All right, let's hear it. So I didn't think this was gonna be on my list either, but you know, Dad. (laughs) That seems to be a theme. But Dad played it in the car yesterday, and I was like, I'm in the back. Shout out to Dad. I'm in the back, and I'm like, what am I doing? And my phone died, and I'm almost like, and I'm listening to the music, and I'm like, Rammstein is pretty good. Hey, this is pretty good. So, Rammstein, uh, I can't say German. I can't. <laughs> uh, Zeit. Zeit, yeah. Uh, number nine, I, it is, it was released on April 29th. There's 11 songs. It's not that long, but it's still, it's still a good album. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else listened to it because, you know, we have to listen to our German music so we don't forget our German I mean, I do. The final track on this album is the perfect send-off for them when they play it live because it's the last track that you've yeah. been playing live lately. Mm-hmm. And it is the perfect send-off on this album. It so, is so And, and it's great because um, obviously they do their English tracks. They do their um, German tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big things is they do several tracks are either Sp- uh, Spanish or French. Oh, um, what yeah, the heck? Yeah. Um, multilingual. Yeah. Multi-talented. Um, but I do is great. It's just great. I do goodbye Alvita Zane. It's the the chorus on that, and it's a nice slow track on this. And I've shown you guys. You have. Um, not Zigzag. Um, what's the other track on this album? Oh my god. Well, we'll get to it in a little bit. How's that? I'm almost done. But um, what was yeah. I gonna say? Oh, I w- we'll get to it from you. Um, I forgot. Thanks, Dad. I'm sorry. Um. But this album was good, and I can't mention any songs because they all kind of sound the same. The music videos, though, some of the music videos, like your dad showed us, they are they're good. Like there's insane. this one, I don't know the name of the song, but they're 
it's like literally life. Like people got electronics and now they're killing people. So. Oh. Yes. Yes. That's the one I'm going to be talking about. We're making about. eye contact. We're like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So <laughs> now, Josh, you can say whatever you have to say. No, it's actually Michaela. It's Michaela. It's on to I think number she eight. I think she thought Josh had a comment, people. She oh. Do, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know Rammstein. I did not listen to this album. I don't speak any language aside from English. American. But we were, but we. American. American's not a language. I thought you we were American. It's, I thought we spoke American. America. 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 Oh. Okay, Michaela. All right, so for America. my number eight, which I imagine is on at least one other person's list. As Josh Absolutely. is um, My number eight is Bad Omens, mm. The Death of Peace of Mind. Ah. It is 15 songs, and this album came out in, February. again, February? I see January. Oh, was it January? It's saying January 19th. Eh. Josh is wrong. February eh. 25th. Huh. Josh? Well, then Apple Music is wrong. Well, yes. Everybody in this room uses Spotify except you and Dave. And Lexi oh. and, and Julian. Okay. Well, okay, so, okay, so listen. you're outnumbered four to two. Two of us. We're two of us. Yes, yeah, so am I now. Sorry. I made Josh get the family plan. Well, um, Spotify doesn't work as well. Anyways, <laughs> for whatever reason, the dates are different. Oh, I think maybe it's referring to a single when the first single came out, maybe. Whatever. Anyways, Bad Omens number eight and um this album josh introduced me to this band and um and then also one of their songs was blowing up on tiktok just, just pretend, pretend. Um, oh and octane uh, octane um if you look i don't know how it is for spotify but if you look on apple music the only starred song oh. on this album is just pretend but not that it's a great song it's the slower song on the album but my favorite song on this album and the one that i will give recommendations they're all great but my personal favorite is um, I Don't Want the Money. I That's just, a really good song. I just like the setup of the song. It's a it's kind of a little different than the other songs. I don't know. It's just that's my favorite. That's I would almost describe with. it as more like vibey. It's, it's got a vibe to it. You're right. It's not heavy by any means. It's no. kind of swingy almost. I like swingy. Um, but no, it's, swinger, it's a banger. But I, like swingy, I mean, I know, know we're going to get to it again on someone Absolutely else's list. Absolutely will. 100%. But... I think Josh will say we saw them twice last year, but I can only remember once, and that's when we went to Virginia Beach for my birthday so I could see A Day to Remember mm-hmm. and Beartooth Live on my birthday, which was awesome. A Day to Remember and was so good. I didn't like Bad Omens Live. I like their studio recording better. I don't like them live. Mm-hmm. But Death of Peace of Mind did not even make my top 12. I can honest <laughs> to God say that. So... Okay. He's making fun of me for my ring. No, rings. I'm not making fun of you. I'm, I'm used to getting a notification. Josh filled his ring. Josh filled his ring. I'm like, hmm, I'm he's anything today. today. <laughs> anyway. All right, um, Josh. What is your numero eight? My number eight, and I don't know if it's going to land on somebody else's list. It very possibly could. Okay. It's from the Burlington, Ontario, Canada band. This album was released in May, May 6th of 2022. Mm-hmm. And it is Misery Made Me by Silverstein. Mm, that is a good album. And now we're going to see Silverstein on April Fool's Absolutely Day. Absolutely are. are. So they can both see Dayseeker. And Woo. Silverstein again. And, and Silverstein. Silverstein. We went to Silverstein last year too, right guys? We did. Yes. Oh, they, that's where we met headlined, Tiago, that's right? That's where we met Tiago. And Tiago got whose drumstick? Uh, drummer from Amity of yep. Okay. Oh yeah, we got to see Amity. Um, five singles on this album. album. Bankrupt came out April 15th, 2021. It's Over came out November 18th, 2021. Ultraviolet came out 
uh, February 24th, 2022. Mm-hmm. Die Alone came out 4-7-2022. And Live Like This came out May 5th, 2022. My suggestion on this, um, it's either The Altar slash Mary. Um, it's heavy. It's a one song, but it's two parts. The Altar is heavy, and then Mary is super slow, and it kind of leads into the next song. And then Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet it's it's one of the song. coolest drops I've heard in a in a metalcore song in a long time. So my number eight is Silverstein's Misery Made that Me. I didn't even think it was going to make it on its list at all this year. It was year. great. And they were great the one time that we live. saw them. So I'm very excited to see really them fun. again. Especially so. since they brought out that, that spinning wheel thing where they let the, the wheel decide which side they're going to play. And, and everybody cool. popped when and Massachusetts they, yeah, came out. They weren't out. even yeah. going to play Massachusetts and the wheel landed on it and everybody started screaming. I, I, I had a feeling mind. they had like a weight or something on there. Maybe, maybe. Like some kind of magnet to get it to choose. But either way. It's like, the, it's like the wheel of roulette on Raw back in the day. Yeah. But it was very cool and great choice for number eight. So. David, oh, this is actually going to be a duet between (gasps) myself and Lexi because, unbeknownst to either one of us, you both share a number. We have the exact same number eight. Hive mind, hive mind, hive mind, and not even like there's two different versions of it, and we Mm -hmm. literally have the exact same version. I love that. So, the album we have both selected at number eight was released March 22nd of this year, Mm -hmm. obviously, last year, obviously, Um, and this is called. The War to End All Wars by Sabaton. The, the history edition, oh, yes. though, by Sabaton. You want a history lesson about World War One? Listen to this album. Literally. It starts cover to cover. It starts with Sarajevo, which is the assassination of Franz Ferdinand, mm-hmm. and it ends with Versailles, the signing of the Treaty of Versailles to end World War One. And everything in the middle is stories about whether it's the dreadnoughts, the stormtroopers, the unkillable soldier, um, the, the Christmas truce, which it talks about in Christmas Day where the arms stopped, stopped fighting to fighting. celebrate. Yes. Yep. Truly, truly, truly an epic album. Lexi, go ahead. It was very good. Um, I, I, I. I we were driving. I, I I don't know why I said I. We were driving. Lexi's driving now. <laughs> yeah, I drive now. I definitely don't do this every time we pass a mirror. Terrifying. But um, no, I'm not actually driving. I'm I'm 13. <laughs> Only three more years till you're our DD. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. What were you gonna say? Designated driver. I'm already the designated driver. Stop it. Um. So I really like this album. Um. Cause I don't know a lot of history. I I kind of. Uh, when she kind of skips hit, that, she kind of skips that. Yeah, I kind of skipped that because when COVID hit, I um decided I don't like history anymore, and <laughs> right. stopped. And Dad had to like literally sit with me and be like, "You have to do your history. You have to do your history." I haven't learned about World War One yet. World War One yet, but I really like this album. Just wait till high school, my friend. Oh, I don't want to. Yeah, and the thing is, is she's getting kind of a leg up, like she's learning about certain heroes. From the British Empire, That's from insane. a song, from On the, a, through the songs, I need to listen album. to this. Like, you, like to me, the 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 pinnacle of this album is Lady of the Dark. Mm-hmm. It's a story of a female who entered the war, and years later, when all the heroes got together from Britain, she had more medals than most of the men. That's crazy. It was. It's That's awesome. It's such Girl a power. good album. Such a and, killer track. And there's just like a story behind. Every single song, mm-hmm. and they the the non-history version they sing more, mm-hmm. but 
it's like they sing, but there's also a narrator. Yeah, yeah, a lot more story. Well, there's a narrator before it. each song telling you oh. about the song. So what ends up That's happening is different. it's the exact same tracks. All the songs are exactly the same, but they've lengthened the songs by giving you narration before the track starts, mm-hmm. telling you about the Lady of the Dark, telling you about the Unkillable Soldier, telling you about all these different people that they're going to highlight. They talk mm-hmm. the Hellfighters. They're a battalion from New York that fights the most dangerous parts of the war against the most dangerous people, and everybody was afraid of them because wow. of the way that they attacked. It was so good, though. So, so yeah. I, there's That's nothing fantastic. bad about the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, cover to cover. Just... Cover to cover, yeah. All right. <laughs> On to Meredith's number eight. Kind of went a little out of order there, but... Yeah, Meredith. That's fine. It, just to do it. It just yeah, made sense. Fine. We had the yeah. same album, same spot. Sense. Just hit it. So this hit is it. actually going to shock Josh that the fact that this album ended up at number eight for me, and it's Scoring the End of the World by Motionless and White. Okay. It came out June 10th, and I think it's pretty well known that Motionless Away is in my top five bands. Like, I love them. Yeah. And they had four singles off this album. They had Cyberhex that released in March, mm-hmm. Masterpiece that came out in April, Slaughterhouse in May, and Scoring the End of the World. The title track oh. actually came out six days before... Nope, I can't Seven. do math. Seven days before the album. Um, it features Brian Garris, Lindsay Schoolcraft, Caleb Shomo from Beartooth. And Mick Gordon. My favorite songs off the album were Werewolf and Masterpiece. And Masterpiece is a good song. It is. It's a really good song. And honestly, when they did what did they call it? The theatrical version? Yeah. Is that what they called it? The they like slowed it down. Masterpiece. And, like made it like almost acoustic, but not really. And they it, made it orchestral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. And it's it's amazing. And the songs I would suggest from it are Porcelain and Burned at Both Ends too. I like how they do like Second they or have the two parter parts. songs. They had um, puppets. Yep. They puppets. had burned at both ends. They have um, um, broadcasting from beyond the grave. Yeah, broadcasting um, from beyond the grave. Corpse they had Nation. Corpse Nation. Yep. Yeah. AKA broadcasting um, from beyond. The so, grave. so so good. good. And, and they, technically, there's a trio. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just let me get it out. Technically, there's a trio of songs, but they're not like one, two, three. But it's um, what's the fucking song from Reincarnate? can't even think of it. Um, oh, okay. Uh, we we just got death? water delivery. Was it Cause of Death? No, it's not Cause of Death. I'll, I'll get I'm it. letting him hang on to this one. Hold on. I can get oh. this. Motionless. Come on. It can't. No, Grave Out Shift. Um, oh, Eternally Yours. Yep. Another Life. Yep. Masterpiece. Yep. That is a story as well. Apparently it is a story. Supposedly. It's 100% a story. Um, We went and saw them on the Trinity of Terror tour part one in Philadelphia in April when they hadn't released this album yet, but they were still like playing some of the singles. And even though they hadn't released the whole album yet, the songs that they did play from the album were awesome. Mm -hmm. There, I think hearing them play the songs live are so much better than the studio recorded albums because of how Chris does his unclean vocals. Mm -hmm. They're so much better than when he records them in the studio. So much better. Mm -hmm. I love it. I would have loved to hear Werewolf Live, and I really wanted to go to Trinity of Territory Part 3, but the fact that it was in Lowell on a Thursday night, and me and Josh are grandparents, pretty much, and can't function with less than eight hours of sleep, <laughs> unlike the three to my left. Unlike the dabbing Dave over here. <laughs> but, like, I would Four highly... Three, guys. Running on six! I would highly suggest 
anybody just to listen to the whole album front to back. It's it is so such a good, good album. What is your number eight, Julian? So, Last but certainly not least. My number eight is actually Dark Bloom by We Came As Romans. Such a good Ooh. album. Such a good effing album. Such terrible people. It. I probably asked Dad to turn it off in the car. <laughs> good job, Lexi. I'm proud of you. I didn't, I didn't it's, it is good. Honestly, I don't... Black Hole with Caleb Shomo. <laughs> I really didn't think there was a bad song on this album. Just bad people making a making. So the thing is, is there isn't a bad song on this album. Mm-hmm. But it's just there all is the a, same. There is a better version of Dark Bloom. With, with, and it's Manic by Wage War. No. no oh, it's oh, I'm sorry. The song, the song, the song. The song. Sacrifice. I thought yes. you were saying a better version of the album, and oh. it's Manic by Wage War. Yeah. yeah. No duh. Yeah. <laughs> but that was released last <laughs> no, year. No duh, Josh. Like, what the get, heck? If we get the 2022 version of Manic by Wage War, it's We Came as Romans, mm-hmm. Dark Bloom. It's yeah. A, it's a strong album, Julian, yes. It's true. Um, but yeah, the, the Brand of Sacrifice version of Dark Bloom. Is so uh, much better. Single of the year. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That's the single of the year. I have a sing- I have a different single of the year. I know you do. You do. I was gonna say we all. I'm sure we all have different ones. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Anyway, well, moving on to numero Kayla. seven. Numero six. Numero six. That's six. six. CSA. Shit. <laughs> Y'all are so freaking close, and I appreciate the effort. It's because I love my girlfriend. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So for my number seven, um, one of my favorite albums of the year. It's kind of it's just under being halfway. Um, it's top topping off the bottom half. It is um, Harry's House by Harry Styles. Um, it came out May twentieth of last year. There's a too much popular song on that on that track. Yes. Which one yes, are you for, are you saying as it was? Yes. Well, you know what? Lucky for you is that's not my favorite song, and it's not even. In the top, it's probably my least favorite song, but they're all great songs. Like mm-hmm. I, this is start. This is one of the albums where, as we're gonna start getting closer to number one, where every song to me is great. Yeah, and um, and I feel like f- with this album, he gave um, there was a lot of storytelling in this album. There were some songs, you know, you point out like Cinema, and um, maybe like Little Freak, and a couple of these albums. Music for a sushi restaurant. Oh, but the way that it opens again. I love 80s influences and the crescendo in the beginning with all the instruments. Just, just so freaking And the music video is weird as hell. If you guys have a second, go check out the music video for Music for a Sushi Restaurant. What about Late Night Talking? Fan. Late Night Talking is a great song. Too. I have Harry's House on vinyl and that album sounds great on vinyl. And I'm going to give two favorites as suggestions. Um, it is Matilda, one of the, if not the slowest song in the album. And the opener to the album, Music for a Sushi Restaurant. It's just so weird for an opener of the type of album that it is. But I love it. And that is my number seven. My number seven is uh, the release from the Birmingham, UK-based band, uh, released on September 1st. And it's Disparity by Ocean's 8 Alaska. You're welcome. (laughs) What do you mean, you're welcome? I've known Ocean's 8 Alaska since Lost Isles 2015. I don't want to hear that shit, okay? You hadn't been listening to them as often. Absolutely have. No. They have two albums. I'm not going to listen to them all the time because then it gets stale. And then you won't want to listen Yeah, it makes sense. makes sense. This album is immaculate. Like a misconception? They released, they released three singles. 
Metamorph came out in November twelfth of twenty twenty. Oh my god! New Dawn then released in on September or G- July first, twenty twenty two, and then they released Nova on August nineteenth. But when they put out their post that they were releasing Disparity on September first, mm-hmm. my mind was blown because. Ocean's 8 Alaska, their Hikari album and their Lost Isles album were on repeat while I was in college. The one song I suggest off this album is Dead Behind the Eyes. Mm-hmm. It features Eric of I Prevail. Yep. And he the is, hair. <laughs> just the hair. He is the one hair. of my favorite. He, so hair. he is one of my favorite unclean vocalists in the entire genre. You should see him whip his hair around live, and it's phenomenal. All right. Tangent real quick. Mm -hmm. The best headbang hair in the world is Brian Fair from, from, um, oh my God, why can't I think of it? I was going to say Shinedown. It's not Shinedown. It's um, Shadows Fall. Okay, Eric comes in a close Eric's second close. it's not a close second oh no until no. you you need to see the video live dave no the reason why it's not a close second again it's a, it's a live thing just like you brian fair in the living room in providence rhode island i went to go see shadows fall open for kill switch engage and the living room is essentially a living room it's what it is and brian fair's dreads were so long that when he was swinging them there's a chandelier that was hanging down and he was knocking the chandelier <laughs> around with his hair. It was the most incredible thing That's I've ever awesome. seen. So I, 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 I do enjoy I Prevail. I do. But Brian Fair from Sh- Sh- uh, Shadows Fall. Oh, my God. But, yeah, my number seven, Ocean's 8 Alaska, Disparity. The album is... It's so good. Some of the songs I just describe as crunchy. Yes. Because that's how the guitars sound. It's just the chunk, chunk, chunk. It's just that nice like It's like like taking that first spoon of cereal and everything's on top of the milk and you eat that first spoon. Uh, It's just chunk, chunk, chunk. I love crunchy cereal. Yes. (laughs) That's just, that's how Metamorph starts is that chunky guitar. I have a a feeling over here we're getting another duet between Dave and Lexi. But that was my number seven. No. Um, Moving on to David's number seven. My number Number seven was Meredith's number eight. Oh, scoring, really? scoring, wow. and this album was not in my top ten. Really, wow. this album pushed because of seeing them live, mm-hmm. and I like this album for completely different reasons so than Meredith likes this album. Meredith likes the slower sides of this album. Do you like the heavy shit? Cyberhex, Cyberhex, Mother Slaughterhouse, Fuck, Dude, just fuck. no, no, motherfuck. I got two miners in here. No, they saw this live. Slaughterhouse? What the hell? Werewolf's a great track. Burn to both ends, too. Werewolf is the best song on that album. Corpse Nations. And These kids can fight this all day because we've been listening <laughs> to this album so much. Sign of Life? And the thing was... Cause of Death? Good. Oh, dude. Corpse is good. Every song is good. Okay. Seeing them live... I to this album. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing them live changed everything for me because I had not listened to a single motionless track until the drive up to this concert. Really? Never. Never. Mm. Nothing from Disguise. Nothing. Oh, come on. Nothing. I've never listened to it. And the reason why is they gave me very Manson vibes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Very Manson. Listening to them, especially a song Red, White, Boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That song fucking sucks. Chef's Kiss. Okay. Reminds me... 
Okay. I love it. I love the dichotomy here. You know why? That There's sucks. a band and I told you about them. Dope. Listen to Dope. It's a band from like the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, they had a song actually on the first Fast and the Furious movie called Debonair. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Okay. And right. well, actually the lead singer of Dope is now the lead singer of Static X. Rest in peace, Wayne Static, because mm. of the passing. Mm. But Red White Boom reminds me a lot of everything from that album, mm -hmm. Debonair. Um, but, oh, no, no. Watching the pits. You mentioned this. For yeah. Slaughterhouse. Cut you up as soon as that happens. It is just like unbelievable. Now, the, who yep. did? The, I, it was the, it was the actual guy from the track. He was he was there. Brian Garrix was there yes. from Noctilus. Yes, he yes. was there. He was there. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah, and he just I comes told you out. Should have gone. His energy when he oh my. And then the thing was is that. So seeing them live, it was it was a bit of a tidal wave mm -hmm. because what happened was is they come out, the skies obviously, mm -hmm. and then they hit you with slaughterhouse. Mm -hmm. They slaughterhouse hit you is with that. Two. They punches you right in the face. Mm -hmm. Then they do tracks like Werewolf, which to me I, I don't need. I don't, I don't need to see female dancers on stage. Not gonna lie, don't need that. I don't need a dance routine for my metal bands. <laughs> Just saying, Limbisca tried that with Roland back in the two thousands. <laughs> it didn't work. But I get the artistic ability of it mm -hmm. when they went slow and then basically came to an end the, the second to last track was Cyberhex. Mm -hmm. when you get that boom at the beginning that's it and i was sold from that point i was just like what the fuck is this so i'm very happy to have seen them live mm -hmm. i'm very happy to have them and i'm very happy to get more into the weeds of their older stuff i know they have a track with jonathan davis from corn i cannot mm -hmm. wait nice. to check that out so uh yeah motionless and white scoring the end of the earth Sweet. World, sorry. Oh, Meredith, my turn your number your turn. seven. We're back. So my number seven, which I don't think any of you know this band, which I was shocked they even got back together because mm -hmm. oh. I didn't even know this album dropped maybe till at least a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And it's Blossom by The Somerset. Mm -hmm. so the Somerset is one of my favorite bands I was really upset when they broke up, mm -hmm. but it's also their lead singer's fault. Um, the album came out September 9th. Um, they had five singles off it. They released Street Lightning on my birthday in 2021. Didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> that was a sign. <laughs> they released Back Together on December 3rd of 2021, which basically kind of explains um, their lead singer's Brian Logandales. It's him admitting that he fucked up and he mm. shouldn't have been acted the way he was. And it's his fault as to why they broke up. Not once, but twice over his stupidity and asshole selfishness. Um, <laughs> they also released Teenagers in June. They released Hard Candy in August and FTS in September. It features Against the Current. Oh, I freaking love Against the I Current. Against the Current. Oh. It features Travi McCoy, which I'm super oh, excited. Oh, really? I, I haven't love heard anything from that man in forever. That name is Man, I'm going to have to listen to dream. that shit. Which, my favorite songs, it's a really small album. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it's like eight songs. Um, but my favorite songs off the album were Street Lightning and FTS featuring Travis Barker. And um, Back Together was is like one of my favorite songs. It actually made me cry because I was happy that Brian Logan Dales admitted that he fucked up and it was his fault they broke up twice. Um, song suggestions for that album would be Teenagers and Hard Candy. Mm -hmm. I 
like I said, I didn't know they dropped this album. I had yeah. no idea they got back together. I was super, super pumped that they got back together. And the only reason I found out is because I'm scrolling through my Instagram one night and I'm like, what the hell? Is the Somerset just dropped a tour? They're back together? What the fuck? And like that I went on Spotify and I'm like, holy shit, they dropped an album. And I immediately texted Josh. I'm like, we need to go see this band. <laughs> like, they just got back together. Like, I what need to it? see them. Yeah. Like, I'm so, like, like, I hadn't seen them since they dropped their last album, which I think was like 2016 or something. Oh, also, it's been a long time. Like, I yeah. really honest. And their last album that they put out was good too, but like, I wasn't as impressed with it because it was also like they had just like just got back together again like their last this i think it was yeah it was stories for monday came out in 2016 saw them in 2016 live they broke up again for six more years and put out another album wow that's awesome i'm gonna have to give that a listen because i love against the current so i mean they're like they're like poppy kind of pop punk but like they're good. They're like a Warp Tour band. I've saw okay. them, I saw them at Warp Tour. They're good. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact they're not Dave's cup of tea. <laughs> Dave would Dave wouldn't like them. Do you know who one of my favorite Warp Tour bands is of all time? Who? Rise Against. They're not like they're Rise not Against, like Rise Against they, at all. No, they're, no. to me they're pop, that's pop. It's not. They're not like Rise Against. I'll play it for you, play you like one song I'll after the up. show I'll and then. Up. I'm always willing to listen to new bands. But Except like, Taylor Swift. No, I told you I listened to. She Taylor is Swift. a band. She's an she's a artist. artist. And, but it was and, super good. <laughs> Julian, what's your number seven? Give so, it to us. Let's hear it. So this one's probably surprising, but my number seven is actually True Power by I Prevail. Very good. Nice. We're getting there. Up Appreciate it. Yes. I did. I did not l- dislike any song on this album. Mm-hmm. Every song on this album was, like, really good. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it came out on August 6th, August 19th of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, How many albums so far on that day? We had the three, three, we had the three in a row by us, and yeah. he's repeating. He's repeating. Oh, my just God. Wait. Just, just wait. No. But my favorite song on this entire, my two favorite, I, I can't decide between these two songs. Mm-hmm. I like both these songs, and it's Body Bag mm-hmm. and Self-Destruction. Those yes. are very Self-destruction's good, a good song. songs. Yeah, when I did, I'm not going to lie, Self-Destruction feels like if you mixed rap with metal and did it right. It did it right. It, that's not wrong. <laughs> it's a but very accurate I, description. I, um, I like it. I forgot to add self-destruction to my suggested. Mm-hmm. Su- that word. Suggested. That, that word. But, hey, but this is why multiple people have it, so we can just mm-hmm. hear yep, it next time around. Again, exactly. Over and over and over yep. again. Um, but that's fuck what you think one. you know. Yeah, that's a good song. Yep. That one's good. That's the banger. Yeah. Well, don't worry, it'll be talked about again. I, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> we'll no hear it. shit, we'll hear it again. Well, those three songs are the ones I recommend. All right, I like it. All right, so Lexi. my number seven is. I'm so excited. Okay, <laughs> mine. Don't pee yourself. Your squishmallow. My number seven is Nickelback. <laughs> Get roll. I can't. Yes. I haven't, I haven't given it a I chance yet. Girl. That oh. is incredible. San Quentin, though. No. I pop my that, tits. That, <laughs> it is. It was released on. Oh my gosh. It was released on November eighteenth. My aunt's birthday. Oh, her aunt. Shout birthday. out to her aunt. Shout out to her aunt. Um, 
my favorite song is San. I actually like every song. Mm-hmm. I can't have a favorite. I would suggest the whole album. Well, well, you All are right. a skinny little missy. No, she is not. Don't listen to that song and associate that with my daughter. But it's it's a very good album. <laughs> I um I did not know it was Nickelback till like three days ago. I, I thought hey. it was Nirvana. The one. Oh, okay. Let's not associate those two together. The crunch on that on San Quentin throws you off. You're like, what? What? This is Nickelback? That's what I. That's why I didn't know it was Nickelback. Yeah, when I first heard it, I was like, Who Wait a is minute. This? Is this a new metalcore band or San some shit? Quentin on Octane, not even <sighs> knowing it was Nickelback. Yeah. No, I saw. I found it on TikTok first when Jesse Lee put it out, and I heard the chunk chunk, and I was like. Hold on, wait a second. Is this some like wage war song or and some then, shit? And then like that 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 squeal that whap 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 whap. I'm like, ooh, this is this is chunky. And then his voice <laughs> comes in. And you're like, holy shit. And then it gets to the the kind of, <laughs> it gets to the kind of square um yep, yep. four Just, beats. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so good. Such it, a good album. It's a very good album. That's that's why it's it's higher than I Prevail. Wait, do I even have I Prevail? I don't see it, okay, though. Oh, I, yeah. I replaced it. Yes, yeah, you replaced Skeddit. Okay. I know you talked about it. But, yeah, so I definitely I definitely like this album. I I did not know they were going to come out with more music, but... Um, I don't think a lot of people did. She was raised properly to like Nickelback. I, she <laughs> knows that Chad Groger is a douchebag. Oh, yeah. He wrote it in his song, Rockstar, many years ago. He, just, he was not hiding it. He played it. He divorced Avril Lavigne. Dumb move. Him and Avril Lavigne were married. Yeah. yeah. What? You didn't know that? No. Yeah. 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 Well, where are you, Ben? Isn't wasn't she like fourteen? No. 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 I mean, now she's engaged been... to Mod's son. She's just. I don't. I don't. I don't appropriate them two as the same age. Yeah. It's just, well, they're not the same age. He they they older, are years apart. But... but the thing is, is like he came out when he wrote Rockstar, and he wrote a douchebag song. And then everyone got mad at him for being a douchebag, and it's like, no. I told you I am. I told you. I'm going to lip I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. It's just what it is. But this is a great album. I love this album. Oh, I love this album. Great one, Lexi. Yeah, so now it's Michaela's turn for number six. All right, so now we're on to Sace. All right, let's go. All right, so my number six, and I'm going to give all the credit in the world for Dave for introducing me to this band because I told him. I was on one day, I was like, I like 80s type rock sounding music, like classic rock. And he's like, all right, check out this band. And I listened to it, and I'm like, I went back to him, I'm like, holy shit, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And so, with that being said, my number six band is Ghost and Para. It came out March 11th. 2022 and it has 12 songs on it didn't you go with him to the concert and we went with them going to, we us four over in this little corner lexi dave julian and i went to go see it in providence and it was amazing it was phenomenal and it was a phenomenal like a concert form. no like aj styles <laughs> and um again seeing it seeing um Seeing Papa live, because you see him on social media, you see all this, but seeing him live and seeing his stage presence just made the album even better to me. He's an incredible performer. His vocals were... I thought Papa died. There's four of them. There's four. I was hinting at something else, Michaela, that you and I like to watch. Oh. Mm. <laughs> A little weirdo. Anyways, anyways, 
Um, so I'm going to give my two favorites on the album as my suggestions. Um, one is Watcher in the Sky. Freaking love that song. And second is Spillways. And everyone already knows this wasn't Spillways off this album. Is a good song. This wasn't obviously on this album, but um, uh, Mariana, Mariana Cross. Cross. Everyone fucking know that song. Everybody knows that Everyone song. knows that song. But I hate TikTok now. TikTok, and, yeah, did not help with that, but it kind of put them hey, in a little bit mainstream. Popular. So, like everybody knows knows them now. Exactly. And everybody's like, "Oh, that's from that band." Exactly. And also, exactly. This song's from that exactly. Band. So it did help them in a but way. Now, it just made that song. And now I gotta put that song everywhere. Wait, time out. I've heard two songs from them yeah. on TikTok. Time out, guys. So maybe they'll be as, better. Mm-hmm. As soon as anybody finds out the true meaning of like that song, um, they are getting canceled. <laughs> No, people no. have found out the true name of that song, not and it's Mariana, blown off. Not Mariana Cross. Um, he's talking more about Year Zero. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Because that's that that track is incredible, but it you is. just have to. You really have to look at. It and you gotta be like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's where they got the misconception for a long time of being a Satan band. Satanist band. Correct. Like, yeah, know. they're part of the Devil's Church or whatever. But no. No. We'll get to this album again. We'll get to it, Josh. And, and by the way, my little tangent is you can make your face about my stupid color commentary, but I haven't been able to do it because I don't watch football, so I haven't done doinked with you guys. So football. <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> happening. But anyways. She was talking about her color commentary comment that I just gave a weird look at. Yep. Oh. I enjoy my color commentary. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, Josh. My number six is a stray from the path. Um, not the from, band, I hope. Not the band, but from my the rest of my list. I've had a lot of metalcore. I've had a lot of mm-hmm. deathcore. This is from the Syracuse, New York native, released on June third. You know who it is. I do. And it is Twelve Carat Toothache uh, by my... Post Malone. No, er, wrong. Rewind. He's not from Syracuse, New York, dude. Google. He's from Texas. He's Syracuse, from Texas. New York. No, he is from Texas. I mean, I could be wrong, but I thought he was from Texas. Or did he move to Texas to he sleep on someone's could couch? have, for all I know. I don't know. Post Malone, born in Syracuse, New York. All right. Oh, whatever. Fuck you. He lived in Texas most of his life. Two Why singles? do you think he's a Cowboys fan? Because he's, he's wrong. Sad. He's not wrong. Because <laughs> he's sad. He's um... Two singles released off of this album. First one was released last or two Novembers ago, uh, November fifth, twenty twenty one, which was one right now with the weekend. That's such a great song. And then he released a second uh, single uh, on May twelfth, um, "Cooped Up" featuring Roddy Rich. Another good song. But my favorite two songs. One is the opening track and its reputation. Mm-hmm. Better one. than Taylor Swift's reputation. And yep. the second. Um, Song that I have to predi- uh, I have to put out there is Euthanasia. Mm. Oh, so slow, but so slow, good. beautiful. Oh. But he does so great with those kind of songs. So. Another another incredible song. I mean, obviously, um, the happier and sadder song, the one he did with Doja oh, oh, and the well, one he did oh, with Gunna. Don't worry, we're gonna get to more of it. It's on <laughs> other course. people's lists, probably. I'm sure it one is. person's lists. Hey, it than- could be on someone else's. Not me. Not me. Okay, I know not you children and not your father, but I was kind of alluding to Michaela. <laughs> what about yourself? Oh, oh, we'll get to it. Trust me. Yeah. But yeah, my number six is Post Malone's 12 Carat Toothache. David, what is Very your wonderful. number six? Numero seis. Sorry, I've been distracted. I, I was just looking at what's been going on in the uh, 
world of football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad. <laughs> so we've already visited this album once, so this is going to be a very quick recap. Mm-hmm. Um, but my number six was Josh's number 12, which is Omens by oh, Lamb of by God. Lamb of God. Right. Um, again, cover to cover, banger of an album. Ten there, songs. There's nothing Ten missing songs. on this album. It's definitely... Um, Lamb of God being Lamb of God. It's the best way to describe it. If you go back and you listen to older Lamb of God, it definitely has that same chunky, that chunkiness to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it does. It does. That's what they like. They like chunky music. Chunky peanut butter. Um, Ew. If I'm going to highlight a single track, let me just pull up the album real quick. I I wasn't prepared. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. David, not prepared? (gasps) It actually is. Um, If I have to pick one album um, god damn it one song. one song off the album it's September Song the closing track yeah mm-hmm. it's great the closing track's so different mm-hmm. when it comes to the, how the rest of the album plays out like I can highlight Gamora I could highlight Nevermore I could highlight Ditch I could highlight Omens but those out al- those tracks are punchy tracks from Lamb of God mm-hmm. September Song is a little bit different um, and just ends the album to me the right way Kind of like I do on the Rammstein album. Ends mm-hmm. it the right way. So, oh. Meredith, on to you. Number six. So, my number six is Baku's Revenge by Manalia Park. It came out on November 4th. They released three singles from it. It was Feel Something that came out in May with That's Derek Sanders. They did I Should Have Listened to My Friends in August and Addison Ray in September. It features Derek Saunders, Taylor Acorn, and Fred. I have become actually a big fan of Taylor Acorn ever since I heard her feature on this album. Mm-hmm. My favorite songs are Misfits and Drugs. And a song suggestion I would be say if you want like that really pop punk in your face is Radio Reject. Mm-hmm. I Most of their albums that they have released, they've all mostly been singles that they've turned into albums. Yeah. Because they're very but, short, pretty much. Yeah. But like, like Halloween and stuff. I think it's a really good album. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was classified an album. I thought it was an EP until Josh pointed it out mm-hmm. to me on Spotify that it was an album. Mm-hmm. And I discovered Magnolia Park because they were on TikTok for their song 10 for 10. And I wanted to see them live. And they were opening for Mayday Parade earlier last year for their 10-year anniversary tour. They are super awesome live. Me, Josh, and Michaela are actually going to see them again in April. Uh, March. And March? Mm-hmm. I thought it was April. It's March. It's March. Either way, they're a super good band live if you like pop punk. They're very good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think some people in this room, Lexi, might like them. They are very good. They I like good. them. Magnolia Park. <laughs> Magnolia Park. She was looking at her her number six. Julian, what is your number six album? So Lex, my number six album... I really enjoy this album. It's Explosions by Three Days Grace. That's a great album. That's a great, great album. Great choice, my guy. I love that. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear why so, you liked it. I just, like, got the feeling, like, the first, as soon as I heard the first song on it, I got the feeling that it was just going to be, like, it's just going to throw you right into it. Mm-hmm. Like, it just throws you into it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't give you, like, Let's just let me, let's just make fun of Pokemon Scarlet for a second. It doesn't hold your hand into it. <laughs> it just goes right into it. It just it gives you no time. It's hey, that's you know what? I'm gonna give you a high five on that one because that's funny. <laughs> 
Well, that's so. I would just recommend every song on this album. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great album. Yeah, it's a very very good album. Yeah, it is. It 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 might be my favorite album by them. All right, okay. I like that. Oh, that's different. <laughs> yep. Lexi, let's go. Okay. Um. So my number six is Ozzy Osbourne, Patient Number Nine. Wow. So that's pretty high up. I when like you it. raise them right. So, um, my favorite song, as Dad said, Patient Number Nine, because it's the first song I heard, and I was like, Ozzy, he's back. What? How, when is so alive? Yeah. Yeah. Literally. So I was. Very confused. Sorry, we just started talking football yeah, right. quietly here. Lexi. Okay, so. Keep going. Okay. Ignore me. So there, I really like the album. Patient mm-hmm. Number 9 is the best song off the album to me. I'd go listen to it. Yeah. Um, It's all over Octane, so just turn on Octane. You'll hear it. <laughs> then you'll hear that. So, Turn on channel 38, Ozzy's Boneyard, men, and then you'll hear it. Men, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't patient number nine or a song off this album used, like, at a pay-per-view or Raw Smackdown NXT? Yes, it was. Patient number nine was not. Yes, uh, it was. War Pigs by War Black Pigs Sabbath. by Black Sabbath. Um, no, there was another song. No, it was there. I remember. Uh, Ozzy was showing us his album. Uh, yeah, he was... He At War Games, he was highlighting oh. the album, but yeah. War Pigs was the title track the used theme for of Survivor War Series games. War Games. Same thing. Um, Same <laughs> artist, yes. So, I definitely like this album. I don't know how I made it so top on my list. I do not know how it passed Nickelback, but I feel like there was good songs, and it's definitely going to be his last album. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hear any it's more It's got to be a swan song. You're not going to hear any more from it, except what just came out. It's this story thing. It just came out, but that's fine. Um, but, yeah, so, I really like this album. I really like how he at least came out with a goodbye album. There you go. That's right. So, very good album. And he um, he did a lot of collabs with people. So, and all the songs were good. Mm-hmm. So. Agreed. Yes. I don't remember. Wasn't it November something? September 21st. Um, it was sometime in November. I mentioned it at the beginning of the show when I, I did my album. September 9th, I was right. There you go. So, yeah, September 9th. All right. We're getting in to now. Top five. Top five. That was so freaking... You popped, my girl. Let's go. (laughs) All right, let's start the top five off with a bang. Now, I know I've been giving a lot of, like, this person suggested this one, because this is true. This is another band that Josh has suggested to me. Um, number five is Dayseeker. Oh, God. And this album is Dark Sun. It came out on November 4th of last year, and it has 11 Son songs. Fucking good. Now, so good. the first... He introduced me to this band, and the album that I heard first, obviously, was Sleep Talk. And I was like, holy shit, this album, the title track, that album's amazing. And so when they came out with Dark Sun, I was like, wow, this is... It's a little different. It was a little... A little less heavy. They're not super, super heavy, but they were less heavy. But still, it was an amazing album. And front, uh, top to bottom, 
I don't think there's any bad songs for me personally, um, but I will give two suggestions as my yeah, favorites. not a bad song on this album. No, not a bad song at all. My two favorites are Neon Grave, and my other favorite is Crying While You're Dancing. And those are <laughs> my suggestions for it. That song is immaculate. So... I will get to that album very shortly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. That album is on my top ten. All right, let's hear your number top five, five Josh. even. My number five has been mentioned previously by numerous people here in this room, and it is a band based out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton. My boys released on June tenth, four days post my birthday. Mm. An amazing birthday gift was Motionless in Whites scoring the end of the world. My boys. <laughs> Your boys. Two songs that I have to suggest off this album. Obviously, we've talked the singles. Mm-hmm. And they're the same ones you give. Porcelain, Burned at Both Ends 2. Obviously, Broadcasting from Beyond the Grave 2, incredible song. Red, White, and Boom, fucking amazing song. Okay? It's a terrible song, but I love it. I said it was because terrible. Because it's Chris it and Chef- Caleb. I said Chef's. I, I said oh, it was awful. You, you said it was awful. I said it was awful at the gym the other day when you said you're playing. So like, the thing, the thing, the thing about it, it's such a, it's such a, it's a bad, bad song. song that's so good. It's catchy. Uh, yes, yes. It, it has one of my favorite drops of the entire year. One, two, fuck you. I just, it's just so fuck. Yeah, and fuck you. I said it was shit's kiss. The okay, entire it's, album it's so non-organic is Chef's Kiss. It, it doesn't fit the rest of the album. That's the thing with that, it. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't meld with the rest of the album. But again, but you know what? Sometimes it needs like a palate. It, cleanser. it needs that. You yeah. need a palate cleanser, especially after Cyberhex, because it, yeah. it goes. It goes broadcasting beyond the grave. Cyberhex, and then uh, red, 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 white, boom, boom, scoring the end of the world. Yes, featuring yeah. McGordon. incredible song. Okay, your number five, sir. My number five, motionless and white, scoring the end of the world. My number five. Uh, again, this is a retread. We've already spoken about this album um, a couple of times. Okay. Actually, no. Once. I'm sorry, because only one person has brought it up. It is uh, Shinedown, Planet Zero. Nice. And this album was never supposed to be in my top ten. Yuck. <laughs> yep, Lexi's She's gonna yuck my yum. yum. Um, <laughs> again, this is another one about the live presentation of the album. Mm-hmm. When we went to go see this album live, it had been such a long time since Shinedown had released anything. Um, they had ha- obviously had singles. Atlas Falls was an amazing single. I know Lexi liked that album, that single a lot, but mm-hmm. they hadn't really released anything from this album outside of Planet Zero. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you go and see it live and you're like, Saints of Violence and Innuendos just melts your face. It melts your face with literally the with the fuck. Yes. Um, with the fire from the show. It was just that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they can come... They can hit you so many different ways. That's why I like Shinedown so much. Um, it doesn't compare to Attention, Attention. Attention, Attention, to me, is a better album. But this tells a story just like Attention, Attention. You start with this dystopian broadcast and it just builds throughout the rest of the album. And if I'm going to highlight any track i'm not even going to highlight any of the singles i'm going to actually highlight the closing track on this album Mm because that's the one that really connects with me the most is what you wanted Mm -hmm. um daylight's bomb daylight's unbelievable live holy shit brings tears to everybody everybody because the piano comes up through the ground i've seen that multiple times for different bands no 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 it was the show was so good, and 
like this piano comes up at least two times and you don't expect it you're at this small little arena that's a casino and you're like how is their piano coming out of the floor where did they play again <laughs> they played mohegan Oh, whoa. We got, got Krispy Kreme. Yeah. yeah. We got Krispy Kreme. That's where Krispy Kreme is. Mohegan. We stand, we stand in line Krispy for Kreme. at least two hours. An hour getting donuts. I love Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Okay, there, there, there's nothing wrong with this album. This album got me through the uh, the uh, Cape Cod Marathon. Oh, all right. Yep. You did tell me that, yeah. Yep. I turned this album on for the second half of the Cape Cod Marathon, and when uh, oh, America Burning came on, I was just like, holy shit. This is the kick I needed in the ass right now. When Jalen breaks the switch, I didn't. All, all right, the... Meredith, on to you. So my top five, which I think might surprise Josh because he might have thought it would be a little higher, is Midnight's by Taylor Swift. I did you think that'd be a, a lot wicked higher. High. I actually really oh. enjoyed it, which is a shocker for me because I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I have. Mm-hmm. It came out, like Michaela said, on October 21st. She didn't release any singles. She didn't even announce this album until what August at the MTV Music Awards. And then she didn't give out the singles. She didn't release any singles, but then she did like the but on TikTok. She did for like one every week. She did um releasing the like names a tic- of them. Yeah, she did like yeah. a TikTok show called Midnight Mayhem, Midnight's Mayhem with Me, and she had like one of those bingo lottery cages that she would roll and like release one ball at a time exactly, every week yeah. to do it. And everybody, of course, had to be like oh she's dropping hints at her next like taylor's version which she did and i truly believe speak now is the next taylor's version coming out freaking b are you doing just the original release this is the 3 a.m version 3 a.m edit version for me okay okay because that's the first one i pulled up i I didn't even pull up the first one it was just i can't find the original it's there it's somewhere you'll find it my favorite songs off the album were maroon it's a good song midnight rain and bejeweled I love Bejeweled. I love the music video. It is so much hinting and foreshadowing that Speak Now is the next Taylor's version. And my song suggestions for people would be Question and Vigilante Shit. Oh, Vigilante Shit. Vigilante Shit is like such a reputation. I like how we both have that one. I love it. And I know Question is so shading Justin Bieber. (laughs) It's great. It's fantastic. I really didn't expect to like Midnight's as much as I did. Well, like, that's what I said, because I had to me, give it a couple a more listens. Yeah. Like, the first time I heard it, I'm like, not for me. But then I listened to it again, and I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah. Well, when you get it on is. record, you're like, I have four other records. Which one am I listening to? Yeah. You know, I'm not in the mood for any heavy metal, because that's the only other four records I have. So <laughs> why, it keeps, why does it keep skipping? Why does it keep stopping? Oh, wait, I'll just listen to the whole album 14 times. And then you're like, it's okay. <laughs> Julian, what is your number five album? So, my number five album was actually mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. It's. How do you pronounce it? Zeit. Zeit, Zeit. by Rammstein. Taught him well. That's all I gotta say. Why is it so high? I, I really have nothing else to say because Dad said everything I needed to say before. Wow, not me. I see how it is. You two both said everything I needed to say before. Wow, the shade coming from over there. That's why older sibling younger sibling. I knew we were going to get a lot of sibling rivalry in this, and I'm kind of eating it up. It's, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's all fun. I'd love it's to see all in good fun. It's not fun until you go home and get tackled to the couch. Ooh, okay. But I will tickle you. I know your weakness. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
That's a threat. Hey, Julian. <laughs> Sounds Julian. like me. No, stop it. Do it. No, okay, not right now. <laughs> not right now. Thank you, oh, Julian. Thank you. Okay. So, oh, I need my phone. I already know it. I already okay. know it. I have it on my phone. Oh my God. Dad. Oh. Yeah. So lame. So, I have three days grace. Explode. <laughs> I have three days grace explosions. Um, uh, Dad actually showed me this album. Actually, no, I showed Dad this album. He didn't know it came out until I was like, Three Days Grace came out with an album. Wow. So it was Lexi enlightening you. Yeah. It happens <laughs> with uh, my old age. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just keep mentioning that. Um, so You're old as shit, Dad. So it came out on May 6th. It was actually pretty yep. early of the year. I actually did not know until two months ago. So. Wait a minute. Then your timeline's all messed up. Why? Because I ran with this album at the Cape Cod Marathon. Oh, I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I told you. You didn't know. I told you. Mm -hmm. So, um, I... Butters. Julian Tangent. Butters. Um, I think my favorite song... Oh, stop playing music. I think my favorite song is No Tomorrow. I would recommend No Tomorrow and A Scar is Born. That's... Those are my two favorites. Um, the whole album's good. But definitely top two. Mm -hmm. And yeah, now on to four, which I'm very surprised we're already this far in. Now, my number four, I know no one in this room, one, even listens to this band, but two, it would never even be on this list. But I was lucky enough to see this band in Toronto, and it was fantastic. The album hadn't come out yet, but they performed albums that hadn't even been released yet, um, songs that hadn't even been released yet. So it was such a great surprise. So my number four is Beach Bunny with Emotional Creature. Lex a connoisseur. Connoisseur. Love this girl. Emotional Creature came out on July 22nd of last year and it has 12 songs on it. Now again, I feel like we're all going to really be saying this for all the albums coming up. No skips on this album. Just listen it, listening to it right through. And it... Um, I'm not saying each song each song doesn't like flow into the next one in terms of like the music, but each song just goes into the next one in terms of what they're trying to say. Um, and again, ever I can't like looking at this track list, I can't even say which song is the best. But if I had to give two suggestions, it's gonna be the opening song Entropy, and then it's gonna be Weeds. Those songs are just vibes. I'm just like literally just talking about this band. It's making me so excited because I want to see them again. Um, they're just so fun. They're just very. It's they call it alternative, but it's more like kind of poppy. I didn't but know they came around here. I saw them in Toronto. Oh. So Never they mind. come around here very seldom. Once every couple of years, but that is my number four. Beach Bunny. My number Thank four, you. and I know people are gonna say this is really really low. Based out of Richmond, Virginia, released on February 25th of 2022 is Bad Omens, The Death of Peace yeah, of Mind. Yeah. It's so nice. low because when I looked at his Spotify Rewind, he was in the top 2% of Bad Omens fans. Top two people. Top two. My top three albums were released late into the year. No album was released later than August. That's in my top three. Or earlier than August in my mm. top three. This album is incredible. Fantastic. It is immaculate. If the 
if the year ended in June, this would be number one without a question. Mm-hmm. It's true. No questions asked because the album. second half of this year has been absolutely effing stacked for albums. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we didn't go to the Bad Omens headliner, because I know he would have loved it, those tickets were dumb, stupid, expensive. We were also way Fuck too late. We were way too late to Fuck the party to get Ticket the tickets. Master. If I bought them on release date, they'd have been like thirty dollars. But then Ticketmaster had to go and make them like a, over a hundred bucks each. But we got to, to go them. see a day to remember um, acoustically instead, which was fun. Um, five total singles. Uh, Death of Peace of Mind was released on November tenth, twenty twenty one. What do you want from me? And Artificial Suicide were both released on December tenth. Like a villain, like a villain on I January nineteenth, twenty second. Um, and The Grey released uh, on February 15th, 2022. My I two songs that. that I got to suggest off of this are Just Pretend mm-hmm. and Great The song. Death of Peace of Mind. Ugh. Just the track, the, the track the entire, song. The entire album, again, no skips. No. Not a single one. Dave, what's your number four? Great album. So I'm almost the exact opposite of you because almost all my top four released early in the year. Mm. Except for one album, but I'll get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the first album to enter my top four is Requiem by Korn. Ooh. That's a good album. Okay, That's Korn a short album. N- I- Notice a theme, my friend. I'm either really fucking long or I'm really, really short. short. Um, nine tracks. He's short, plot twist. Um, nine tracks, 33 minutes. Um, Damn, yeah. Very quick. Um. The thing I can say is you can obviously go with any of the signals, mm-hmm. um, but to me, the worst is on its way. Mm-hmm. Closing track with Jonathan Davis doing his scatting towards the end of that track classic. is classic. Just classic Jonathan Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different album because it's the first one that they didn't have Fieldy on it, so it was very different to listen to mm-hmm. without having that thumpy Fieldy bass line, um, but it fit. Um, seeing them live earlier this year, very early this year, because this album came out in February. So seeing them live very early this year with um, Chevelle, my daughter was lucky enough to see them twice, so she got to hear different tracks from this album. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just covers what I want to hear from Korn. And Korn has not disappointed on their last few albums, which is really nice. Oh God! You gotta listen to Corn Three. It's bad. Um, I've actually seen them live once, and that was only because I wanted to see Asking Alexandria open for them. And I'm a big artwork fan. I like artwork on oh, albums. Oh no, that album cover gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's so weird. It's so disturbing. It's not so sister. <laughs> she said it. Not My me. rusty spoon <laughs> I was doing good and haven't said that in a while. But yeah, great <laughs> album, like, cover to cover. Nine quick, tra- nine <laughs> quick tracks. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, we'll get back to this album. Trust me, there's somebody else who's going to be talking about it pretty soon. <laughs> Meredith, you're number four. There are children in the room. Rude. My number four Rude. is "Holy Fuck" by Demi Lovato. It came out on mm. August 19th. So there's your fourth album that yeah. came out on August 19th. That's a popular date. Um, she had three singles. You had Skin in My Teeth that came out in June. You had Substance that came out in July and 29 that came out in August. And like that, song, that, one. that song is very speculated to be about her relationship with Wilmer Valderrama. 
Um, it features Youngblood, Royal and Serpent, and Dead Sarah. Royal My Sarah. favorite songs are Happy Ending, Wasted, and Dead Friends. Because sadly, most of her friends have died from the drugs. And oh, she yeah. has luckily not died from her overdoses. Mm-hmm. I would suggest for songs City of Angels, which I know is one of Josh's favorite songs off the song. album. And Forever for me is one of another song that I would suggest because she actually has realized she needs to take care of herself. Yeah. And not whichever man she is with. I like that album. It was very surprising. I I really like it because I didn't expect her I'm so used to her doing her pop stuff. It's heavy. That and album it's, is it's a heavy. heavy album for her. Yeah. And I think it was really good. I have not skipped a song each time I listen to it. I listen to it all the way through. Never skipped a song off it. Uh, that was the first. So I was on vacation when that song dropped. When that album dropped, along with two other album, three other albums. So many albums dropped that day. That was the first album I listened to because I was so pumped for her to drop it. Because mm-hmm. I hadn't heard her release a good album in a while. I think it was the 2016 album. I haven't listened to her since. Isn't that the one that she did the friendship ruin the friendship thing with Nick? Yes. I don't know. I have no freaking idea. I but that's but that's my number four. All right. I think people should give it a listen to, even if they don't really like Demi. Mm. So. What is your number four, Julian? So my number four is actually Darker Still by Parkway Drive. It's a good album. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Indubitably. Indubitably. Yes. I crossed it, is it a off. delightful album. I didn't... I, w- I was talking like Broken Matt Hardy here. So... <laughs> It was released on September 9th of last year, and it has 11 songs, and it's only 47 minutes long. That album only came out in September? Jeez, I thought that was an early release. Now really? That's, now that's three albums I decided I do not like, and I crossed them off my list and did not put them in. That's another Don't one. Don't yuck yums. Don't yuck the yums. Oh, no, no, no. There's You're good telling songs. Dave not to yuck people's yums. What's going on? I'm his child. That's fair. Uh. So I carbon copy. I really think that there isn't a bad song on this Glitch, album. Glitch, Glitch is a really good song. Every song on this album I enjoy. Click, drag, right. copy. <laughs> I enjoyed literally every song on this album. There was not one that I didn't that I disliked. There, there was not one that I disliked. Awesome. Every single song was just. Good. Like, it was really good. Glitch was good. I've heard that one a couple times. And, yeah, there's a couple other good songs, but it wasn't, it was not better than Tara. Wasn't, it wasn't what you were expecting out of a Parkway Drive album? Nope. I expected it to be, there are a couple last albums were a little lighter, it feels. And then there was heavier songs. Yeah, I guess. This whole album was heavy. So, Yeah. I, I gave it a listen. I mean, it it didn't. But I'm not a huge Parkway Drive. It fan. didn't tickle your it, fancy. It didn't tickle my fancy, especially with when I have bands that I've been fans of for years, put out immaculate banger pieces. Banger after banger. Yeah. Banger after banger after banger. I love brawling brutes. Yep. But no, well, that's a great album. Yeah, it is. Well, let's okay. hand it over to Lexi. He's okay. got a future in radio. Thank you. <laughs> yep, podcast goes to him. Actually, I'm the owner. That's true. What about being Josh's children here, people? We can pass it down to them. Well, then I guess we'll all have to be friends. <laughs> hey, it's, it's going to be a forced friendship. It'll kind of be like an age gap like you and dad. 
actually. Fair. You know what? Technically, babysitter for our children. Down the line. Yes. We're not pregnant. Just no. putting that out there no right children. now. Fuck okay. Kids. <laughs> Fuck <Hi>. them kids. <laughs> Thanks. No, of course not. Talking about my own. Okay, okay. I did not expect it to be this high. October 21st, uh, not Lavender Haze, Midnight by Taylor Swift. Wow. Wow. But 3 a.m. version. 3 a.m. version, okay. I have that. That's a theme, yeah. I have that one on vinyl, so. I don't have it on vinyl yet. I will. I have it on vinyl from Target. Well, okay, I guess you two are just freaking better than me. I mean, I don't know. So, yes, that is my number four. I f- my what are your favorites off this album? Like? My favorites, Bejeweled. It's a good song. Um, I like Karma. Ugh, banger. Karma, question. Question. That's the first song that I was like, wow, that's good. Yeah. Antihero is too overpopular. Yeah, it is. It's very much TikTok, social media, agreed. Um, I like Glitch is good. Glitch, glitch is, good. is yeah. very good. Underrated song. Underrated, but yeah, I think. Very Second best Glitch song of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give that to Parkway you. Parkway Drive. I'll give that to you. <laughs> but I would recommend Glitch because that's a very underrated song and I feel like if people listen to it more, they'd like it. Mm-hmm. And Be Drilled. Very and good. Question because you see, it's, it's everybody's... It's Everybody's good. recommending it, so that must mean it's good. So I mean, I think it's good. So those are my three recommended. The whole song, the whole album's good. There's a couple songs you'll be like, it could be better. I'll skip it. But yeah. yeah, agreed. It's definitely high on the list. So, but now Michaela has to do her number three. Dois, Top three. three. Top three. Trez, Trez, you gotta do Trez or whatever. Trace, Trace. 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 All right. Alright, let's get this going. Stretch it out. Alright. Crack it so, out. We're in the home stretch here. Going back to... Uh, After two hours of recording already. <laughs> going back to the R&B, because that is my staple in this group. My number three album is Kaylani Blue Water Road. It came out April 28th of last year, and it has 13 songs. Now, last year, Kaylani was also on my top ten. For a reason, because this woman comes out with incredible music. Now, I follow her on social media, so it's a little different because I know, not that I know what she's going through in her life, but like I see things and then I've listened to songs and I'm like, oh, wow, that relates to this. You see what she shares. Exactly. So this album was very, very personal because her last album, um, it was the same until it wasn't. Um, a lot of the songs because someone passed away and a very a very close friend passed away so a lot of songs related to that and this album was a little happier because she had been in a relationship when she wrote this um, album and so a lot of the songs are very like I don't want to say lovey-dovey but very emotional because she loved this person and you know their relationship at the time was good didn't she have a baby that was that was back in 2020 2019 oh, okay. that was I'm way off yeah just, a little, um, just two years behind just a little bit that kid can talk and walk and everything. Um. Okay, so my recommendation, again, this is a theme. Front front to back, top to bottom, this album is incredible. It tells a story, but I'm going to suggest two songs because the music blends into each other. It is um, Wish I Never and Up at Night. Now, Up at Night does feature Justin Bieber, and it's more of a, it's more of a, the hit song on the album that gets on the radios, but... 
the way that these songs blend into each other. Wish I Never samples um, Bedtime Story by, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of it? It was a rap song in the 90s. So you point at me? Yeah, because I figured you would <laughs> know it. Because you're old, Dave. You're Anyways, old. Anyways, I can't think I'm of the I'm going to say right Bone Thugs and Harmony. I can't think of the rapper right now, but a sample is a very popular song, the beat from the 90s, and it just sounds so fucking good. And then it goes right into Up at Night, and then just every other song after that. There is, um, to me, there are two interludes, so I really don't count, obviously, those as songs, but top the to bottom. The name is Bedtime Story that you're looking for? Maybe it's called Bedtime Story. It's called something. Is it by Rinnie? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not, I can't think of it right now, but... It'll come to you when we're done. It'll come to me when we're done, but this album is, I can't, it's so freaking. No, because that album came out last year. Yeah. I just Googled Bedtime Story, dude, okay? I'll figure it out after the fact, but anyways, my number three for my top three is Kaylani. Josh, let's hear yours. Are you thinking of Child Story by Slick Rick? Yes. I knew it had story in there. Yes, it samples that beat. Okay. And it's incredible. Thank you, Josh. My number three was just recently mentioned, not all too long ago. Uh, it's based out of the Orange County, California band, released on November 4th, 2022, and it's Dayseeker's Dark Sun. Yes. Four yes. singles, Neon Grave so on the 25th of March, Without Me on so the 26th of August, Dream State on September 23rd, and my opinion... Best song on this album, Crying While You're Dancing, October 27th. Two songs to give uh, recommendations on is the title track, Dark Sun, mm-hmm. um, and the last song in the album, Afterglow, mm-hmm. Hazel's song. That's a song. song. Every time I turn off Dayseeker in the car, I get a I get look, so and he gets quiet and butthurt. Because but like Dayseeker so is not my ish. Dayseeker right, is right. immaculate. This album is and I'm beautiful. I'm you guys, so... Good. It's going to be fire. That's what alcohol's for. Rory has one of the best voices, in my opinion. In, he really does. Whether it's genre. soft or he's going heavy, it's just... It's gorgeous. Chef's kiss. But yeah, my number three, Dayseeker, Dark Sun. David, your number three. Number three is a retread again. Um, I seem to be on the top of all these retreads. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rammstein Zeit. Oh, um, there we go. How'd we know? Yeah, it's surprise, 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 surprise. <laughs> it's um, his third album, and the third time it's been mentioned. Pretty much from his two kids. Yep, three, three, three. That's right. Um, Fever. <laughs> Way to go, Julian. Um, again, we're getting to the point where cover to cover, there's nothing wrong with an album. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that you cannot highlight. There's nothing that you cannot talk about when it comes to these albums. The song that we were trying to think of before is named Angst. Okay. Um, that's the one with the crazy music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, music yes. Um, but everything about this album, um, again, I- I've highlighted I do earlier um, when Lexi was talking about the album. Mm-hmm. I highlighted it again when Julian was talking about the album. I will highlight it again. The end of this album with Adu is perfect. It's a great way. And if, if this could be Rammstein's swan song, they couldn't end it any better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They're saying goodbye, telling everyone... We'll see you later, and we'll see what happens. No. So um, I'll pass it off to Meredith because there's not much else to say about this album because it's already been treaded a couple of times. Rammstein, Zeit, number three. Meredith? 
I know you three have not listened to my number, my top three album. How do you know I haven't? Huh? Because I know your dad. That doesn't mean she doesn't. <laughs> my have number three is in Loving Memory by Black Bear. No. It came out on August 26th, the I day before my birthday. It came out with an album. Yep. His only single off the album was Go Fuck Yourself with MGK. Mm-hmm. It features Burt McCracken from The Used, Jordan Pundick, Burt. Machine Gun Kelly, and the whole band of Bayside. My favorite songs off the album were Toxic Energy with Burt McCracken, Painkiller, and The Idea. The Idea is so, sounds like a cute little love story, and I love it. It's so soft and upbeat. My song suggestions for it would be I Don't Love Me and Nothing Matters featuring Jordan Pundick from Newfound Glory. I really, like, I was pumped for the album because Black Bear had announced that he was doing a pop punk album with Travis Barker. No Mm -hmm. shocker. And I think, I thought it would be a swing and a miss because he kind of does the R&B rap stuff with a little emo stuff thrown in there. So I thought it would be a miss, but it was actually really, really good. Mm. And I didn't think it would actually make my top five. Mm Mm-hmm. No, let alone top three, but it honestly is my top three. And I was listening to it earlier as I was trying to like figure out my top 12. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I forgot how much of a banger this is. And I like this album from front to back so much more than so many other albums. I like him as an artist a lot. He's since his such early a good stuff. artist. Agreed. Such a good artist. What is your number three, Julian? So my number three is something that has been said by Uno person. And that person... Is my father. Surprise, surprise. No, Color me shocked. So shocked. <laughs> this album is Requiem by Korn. The face squeezing. So what do you like about it as compared to your dad or is it kind of the same? It's kind of the same. Okay. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I like <laughs> the songs are good. It's a nice short album it's mm-hmm. a, that was released eight days before my birthday. Happy birthday to you. Great way to spend the birthday. Yeah, good yeah. point. I mean, we went to go see them around your birthday. Yeah, we did. Even though I liked it more than he did because he slept the whole time and cried. I did not sleep at all. Okay. Enough rivalry, please. That's very hard for me. <laughs> yeah, we we're we're getting to the we're getting to the happiness. We're getting to the top albums mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah, okay. We're not supposed to be fighting here. Okay. We're supposed to be enjoying and celebrating albums. Well, I'm not going to lie. I really have nothing else to say about No more yuck and yums, okay? Okay. That's Lex. fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my top three, not my top three, my number three is Motionless and White. Wow. Scoring. Boring. Yep. The end of the world. So I did not like this album. I did not like Motionless and White. Because I'm, st- I like to be stubborn when Julian finds a band and likes them. I like to be very stubborn. I'm like, I don't like them. So that's what I did with Ghost. And so, so I really like this album because I went to go when we went to see them. I was like, I didn't like them. I'm only there for Ice Nine Kills. And then um, I heard it on the radio a couple times. I'm like, this is amazing it grows on you it grows and i'm like indeed it does so um i actually really like that album my uh, my favorite song is werewolf i that i think it's my favorite song is because it's the first song i heard by them (laughs) they start doing the michael jackson dancing it's the first song i heard by them i'll be 
I'll be perfectly honest. That song, when I first heard that album, couldn't stand it. It did not feel like a motionless song to me. It wasn't cohesive. It did, I think is what they it's too saying. rebel. Didn't, it's like not it, rebel. It didn't go and. It almost felt like like they were, I don't want to say they were biting off of in this moment with Big Bad Wolf. Yeah, it kind of felt that way. But then uh, I listened Chris to it more and more and more. Moment, and he's in the music video. I know for... all this. I'm just oh, saying what, what, it felt like a like. It... But what music video am I thinking of, Dave? That he's in with um, Maria Brink for in this moment. Is oh, it... whore. Yes. Thinking of whore. Yes. Um, from the from the um, Blood yeah. album. But the thing is, it just felt it, it felt disjointed at that point in the album. But then again, you go back and you listen to the track. Now again, that's like, why I really like good. it because it's disjointed. But then I could not skip one song off this album. Like I like this whole album. Slaughterhouse was really good. When I, when I first listened to the album, the only song I could skip was Werewolf. Now there are no skips. Yeah, and Werewolf yeah. is one of the most boppy. Of the album, it's yeah. such a fun song. It's like live is probably odd, and um, when we see him play it live it eventually again, is. it's gonna be odd. It's it was odd. odd. It is. It just throws it off. Like all... you play Slaughterhouse, and then you're on people dancing, <laughs> and then there's and then there's a whole back screen with them actually having a dance. Like yeah, the, like the music video is playing on the back the back screen, which I enjoyed Motionless the most because they had the lyrics. Why did you? Yeah. Why you like them the most? No, that's why I liked their set the oh. most was because of the fact that, like, for example, the when they when they say, um, um, we want our pound of flesh and we slice thick, like, it just big bold letters we slice thick across all the Titantron. It was mm-hmm. it was so good. Though. It was that, awesome. That concert was really good. Both of the bi- three bands we saw was very good. No, we only saw two. We only saw two. You didn't get to see Black Veil? We didn't see Black Veil. Or Why? Say you. Or we didn't make it. Oh, you didn't make it? I was like, oh my god, did Black Veil cancel? Because oh. it was a Trey Black Veil, then Ice, ice and Mo- No, oh, motion, Motionless, then Ice Nine, because Ice, ice Nine, Hometown, oh, yeah. 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 That's right, we motionless, motionless when we went to Philadelphia. Motionless headline, because we were in, in the Philly, Philly area. Mm-hmm. But great album. Great album. That's why it's top three. Um, Great album. But now it's. Deutsch. Deutsch. Two. Deutsch. Two. Two. Dos. Wow, we're not saying anything <laughs> in German. We're not saying anything in German. Zwei. 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 Okay, Michaela, what's English? your number two? All right. So my number two, I got to thank Josh for introducing me to this band. And I'm he almost certain I know it. who it is. He introduced it to me at the gym. And now this, this oh, band Lord. is pretty much... I don't want to say I strictly listen to at the gym, but they're my favorite it's to listen to at the so, gym. They get me pumped so up. Good. This is a band that I listen to on my drive to work, so, so I'm not so miserable when I get into work. It pumps me up, and it's the type of band that I love to scream. They're, they're not a screamo band, but when it gets to the heavier songs, I like to scream this in the car and listen to it. And that band is Stand Atlantic, Fear. Album came out on March 6th You guys last year. her face when she saw them live. It was so cute. <laughs> And they had 14 songs. And yes, we saw them um, when we saw Fit for a King. Um, Pierce the Veil and I Pierce Prevail. Pierce the Veil and I Prevail. And San Atlanta was the first band that came out, so obviously they had the shortest set. But I got to see Bonnie. I got awesome. to hear them play Death Wish. And yes. I was just, 
I was floating. They I didn't was... play coffee at midnight, and I was so Oh, that was so sad. Upset. That was That's all right. We, we kind of knew what they were going to play. We knew they were going to play the album. Um, yeah. But, oh my gosh. You make my head spin. This, I like, there's, again, all, the, all pretty much all of our albums going to be That album's no number skip. two, and it doesn't even touch mine. I know, it didn't even touch mine either, and I love, that is top 15 for me. I love that album, but. Um, Let me see, my favorite, if I had to give out favorites, because again, every, every single song. um, Molotov's a banger. Oh, that was awesome when they played that. Cabin Fever. Featuring me mom. XO. Her mom actually features in that song. Death Wish. Hair Out. I feel like like, just the whole album. Every like it, I'm little at this point because there's only 14 songs. I literally just listed like six. Uh, yeah, number two, Stan Atlantic. I fucking I love you, Bonnie. So I'm obsessed with you in the best kind of way. Didn't she? Oh, didn't she say my story too? Because I posted it. Yes, yeah, Stan Atlantic. She did. By Pro, that thing. was incredible. So it was great. Josh, my number two. Ironically enough, same tour. <laughs> what? Well, Based, based out of Detroit, Michigan. Really? I prevail. True I, wow. power. What? My number two. I'm shocked. Two singles, Body Bag and Bad Things. And my two suggestions, Fuck What You Think You Know. Such a good song. That's a suggestion. And for people that know my metal fandom, I like slow stuff too. Mm-hmm. Deep End. I love their slow... Hurricane is one oh, is one of too. if not my favorite I Prevail song. Um, every time you leave, makes me cry my fucking eyes out every time I hear that song. He's lying because we the military. listened to it like two weeks ago and he didn't cry. Maybe when I think he's by himself. If I'm driving, I can't cry. I was driving and I played it. I think Whatever. it's a play on words. Right. I think it's no, I'm just being sassy. Like it's 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 a beautiful song. It's about the military. It's an articulation of what your feelings about what's being said. Yeah. Um. But yeah, my number two, and this album climbed very quickly towards the end of the year when I was re reinventing this list. It knocked Dayseeker down. It knocked Bad Omens down. It knocked Motionless down. This jumped from bottom half up to two. I truly believe it jumped because we saw them live and you got to see them play most they of the time. I think that's live. what it was. And it was Fuck great. what you think you know. Which probably my favorite. <sighs> when Eric did his hair spin. Oh my God, it was amazing. That man has beautiful hair. That was another concert we also got to see Tiago at too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tiago, for people that don't know, is a buddy of ours um, that we met at the Amity Affliction Silverstein co-headliner tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a pretty cool dude. He is. We'll have to have him on the show at some point. We do. But yes, my number two, I Prevail, True Power. David, you're number two. Number two, Australian Metalcore Legends, Parkway Drive. Mm-hmm. Doctor right. Still. They are the pinnacle. I don't want to hear anything from anybody else. Pinnacle of Metalcore. They have done it all. They have done it all they have reinvented themselves several times over mm-hmm. this is another reinvention of what parkway drive is putting out and we've used this line a many times it is banger after, after banger, banger 
after banger after okay, banger brawling after, after banger. banger. Okay, nope. Every single track on this album, from the harder stuff that starts it with Ground Zero and like Napalm, to when they go into Docker Still, which is a softer song that eventually crescendos into something extremely heavy. You go if a god can bleed, you very very slow melds correctly and perfectly into soul bleach everything about this album cover to cover once again shows why parkway drive is the pinnacle of where metalcore is resting at the moment and the thing that sucks is they haven't been able to tour this album a ton just due to travel restrictions Mm -hmm. coming from australia so there isn't there hasn't been an ability for me to go see this album live Mm mm-hmm and I cannot wait to see this album live. Yeah, I bet. I, oh god, so there, good. So there's still good. an album from last year that I want to see toured live, and that band hasn't been able to tour because of travel restrictions. Yeah, Which brand sucks. the sacrifice. <laughs> mm, no, chunk, no, Captain Chunk. <laughs> brand the sacrifice. Oh my god, I want to see them play Demon King so badly. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Meredith. I think Josh is going to actually be shocked where this one ended up on my list. My number two is. 12 Carat Toothache by Post Malone. That's All about right. where I thought it I knew it was going to be top three. Yeah, you're obsessed with that man. I feel attacked. <laughs> Josh already said when it released and the singles, it does feature Roddy Rich, Doja Cat, Gunna, Fleet Flocks, Fleet Floxes, Fleet, Fleet Foxes, The Kid Leroy and The Weeknd. My <sighs> favorite song. I didn't songs. talk about Wasting Angels. No, you didn't, and I'm going to get there, so back <sighs> off. My favorite songs are I Cannot Be a Sadder Song, Love, Hate, Letter to Alcohol, which is Chef's Kiff Live. When he did that song with the camera all up in his face, oh, I loved it. And Wasting Angels is so good. I love Such it. Such a fucking The way they use the, like... The choir. The choir in it. I'm like, it's oh like my so god. It's like so ethereal sounding. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It is a song I would never think to hear him write or do. And I was I was blown away from this album. I didn't skip one song on it. I listened to it front to back three times the day it was released. Insane's really good too. When he played yep. that, when he did the screaming stuff. Yep. And I would suggest, like my song suggestion for it would be the first song on the whole album which is reputation because he's been known people think he's a party boy but he's literally just a stoner who wants to sit at home and play his modern warfare and his cod and hang out with his now baby girl and just chill he's just a dude he's just a dude who wants to chill and make music originally which i don't think most people know this originally post malone tried out to be the guitarist of crown the empire which is incredible to yeah. figure out. He he wanted to do rock music, but then that shit didn't work out. He's still friends with the guys from Crown, but he blew up and became this rapper, and he is amazing. I would suggest to anybody to go see Post Malone live because he puts on an amazing show. Mm-hmm. Just make sure he doesn't fall through the floor and like, you know, and, like crack some ribs, ribs or and something. twist his ankle and all that shit. <laughs> Although I think the funniest thing about that concert when we went to it is before Post even comes on, the whole arena's erupting and screaming. And me and Josh are on one side like, why is everybody screaming? Screaming, And then you see a green afro going through the crowd. And then you see Marcus Smart going up to the private um, balcony at the back to watch the show. And I'm like, 
Fantastic. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> what is your number two, Julian? So, this may actually be a little surprising, mm-hmm. but my number two is Impera by Ghost. Yes! Wow. <laughs> I don't really like ghosts, but I listen to Mariana Cross on TikTok. <laughs> is that the only place you listen to it? Yep. You've never oh actually God. listened to the full song? No. Got it. My God. Let's explain why you like this, my guy, because I love that answer. So, every me and Dad both said that we had this locked in at one. Until an album changed Spoiler my... Spoiler alert. Which an, uh, until an album changed my view, which I will say later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like... I like how this album flows into the next song. Like, mm-hmm. it just... It just feels perfect. Like, it every does. song is perfect. Mm-hmm. Did you say corn yet? Yeah, that was three. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, yeah. but I agree with what you're saying. The album flows really... Really well, and Papa's just—he's just amazing. Papa Four, Papa Fourth. Hello. Hi. He's talking about Ghost. Oh, don't worry, we're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really didn't have much to say because it's just like the perfect album until it is amazing. Mm Well, something did beat it because it's only number two. Yeah. True. Well, let's go over to Lexi for what is her your number dose? two. My dose is <gasps> is why it's number it's go. <gasps> yeah! <laughs> Woo! It came out on March 11th, and it has 12 songs. Um, the reason, so as I said, I did not like this band because Julian liked it. <laughs> this is just our sibling hey, at rivalry. at least you're being honest about it, and you then know? I, I, no, no, no. So I, I, I always liked it, but then I was like, no, I don't like it. But there were songs I liked. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked Mariana Cross, Kiss the Go-Go, mm-hmm. Dance Macabre. But those are the older songs. Yes, I liked the older songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like... This album, I don't want to listen to it. I don't like ghosts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is actually a pretty good album. <laughs> this is a good album. Mm-hmm. And I tried liking the album, and I'm like, uh-oh. The first, when I went to the concert, I was like, oh, I love this band. In the 20s. It, it was on top of my, it's, it's higher than Shinedown. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised anything beat it, but there was one band from the beginning that beat it but but number two is still really really uh, high so so that's very good this my favorite song off the album there's only one reason it's my favorite song it's called 20s the reason it's my favorite is because julian's always like my band doesn't swear my band doesn't swear it sweared once once still counts buddy still counts so that is why that's my favorite one um i'd recommend 20s um Hunter's Moon is really oh, good. It's a good song. That's a very good song. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's not a. There's like, oh, twenties. It's a very like Scooby Doo, Ninja Turtles vibe thing. But I, if you like, I don't think there's a song you'd have to skip on this album. No, Mm-mm. it's Agreed. so good. Mm-hmm. One hundred album. Definitely listen to the whole thing. All right, here we go. Number one. Number one. Uh, no, numero eins. Eins. Numero uno. Because I don't know German. Um, 
Yes. Julian's trying saying, to teach us. What he is saying. Again, so as the R&B hip-hop liker of the group, my number one, I listened to it five days straight of listening to no other music except for this album after oh, it came this. out. <laughs> this album has been in the making for about two years, and this is only the artist's second album and may potentially be her last. So my number one is SZA with SOS that came out on December 9th last year and it has 23 songs now this is only her sophomore album like i said her only other album was control and everything else has been an ep and when i say i've never listened to a song that has captivated me this much this is that album this album is so storytelling in ways that we say like olivia rodrigo's was how we say taylor swift's is but in a much more mature way because they try to, like, bubblegum it up. Taylor has been swearing in the past couple of years, but the way that SZA talks about certain things, it's just super real and super raw. And in my opinion, I think there are two songs on this album that are EPs that are, I meant interludes that aren't expressly said to be interludes. But that's why when I say, like, SOS is obviously the title. I don't think it's a title track for me personally. I think it's an interlude. So that's why when I say Kill Bill to me, is one of the best songs I've ever heard, ever. And to me, this should be the best song of 2022. That's me personally. Everyone has their own opinions. But this song is so freaking incredible. It's one of my mentions because it's the best song on the best song on the album. And the super, super close number two is a feature that everyone was super surprised about, which is Phoebe Bridgers. It's Ghost in the Machine featuring Phoebe Bridgers. And this song is so it it ha- it gets like an earworm in your brain and you can just you can't stop just the the lyrics just the music of it it is so freaking incredible and then you can get kind of trap sounding songs with low and conceited and then you have Travis Scott who's on the album again Phoebe Bridges you have old dirty bastard featured on the last song of the album with forgiveness it is so freaking good and there's only one two there's only four features on this album and it's a 23 tracks um album so that's my number one absolutely incredible josh my number one was mentioned earlier not shocked (laughs) based out of tyler texas tyler released on october 28th 2022 my birthday Mm mm-hmm the hell we create fit for, a king. fit for a king. Nice. Not shocked. This album, I would give a solid 9.8 out of 10. Like, I don't rate, I'll rate albums high. There is not a single song on this album that couldn't, that's not an opener, not a closer. Mm-hmm. This band could be this band is headlining with this album they have had 2020 their vendetta album was one of my favorite and i think this is a story i think vendetta leads into this album because if you look at the um the covers you have a crying angel on the cover of their 2020 album and i believe it's the same woman covered in a veil holding a bloody rose in this album. This is a continuation from their 2020 album, in my opinion. 
There is not a single song on this album that I would ever skip if it came onto a playlist, if I was listening to it. Cover to cover, this album is immaculate. I use that word a lot to describe out. This album cannot be touched for me. I was, for the longest time, people, I was saying, Bad Omens, number one, number one, number one, number one. I Prevail climbed after I saw them live. When this album released, when I first listened to this album, when it released, immediate jump to one. No questions asked. Reaper, one of my favorite drops of 2023, uh, 2022. Falling Through the Sky, Times like this featuring the lead of um, The Ghost Inside. There's nothing else I can say. My suggestions off this are The Hell We Create, the opening song, the title track, and Sink Below. Because I knew you said Eyes, Eyes Roll Back is amazing. Sink Below for me is just top notch. My number one's Fit for Kings, The Hell We Create. I think I know what your number one is. I think we know. Yours came in at the end of the year? Mines came in at the beginning of the year, and it and it wasn't even close. You want to talk about a nine point eight out of ten? This album's a ten out of ten. I don't say that lightly. This album is a continuation of their last album, which is a continuation of their album before, which is a continuation of their album before. It was previously highlighted by Lexi, by Julian, and Michaela. Ghost Impera is perfection personified. On a sound basis. So good. Papa's voice mm-hmm. is incredible. The music, the 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 build up for Kaiserion, like perfect. Spillways Ugh. pulled right out of nineteen eighties hair rock. Pulled out of Def Leppard. Pulled out of um Ario Speedwagon. Pulled out of Journey. It's so good. Like cover to cover, it cannot get any better. And then they have songs like Call Me Little Sunshine. Mm. Again, where they still give you those little teases about their their darker side to their music, which yep. is something that they've almost completely left in the past, but obviously still rears its head. Then you have yep. Hunter's Moon, mm-hmm. the 20s. Again, a, the whole album tells a story about a society being shut down mm-hmm. after a pandemic, which was the last album, mm-hmm. and it literally is telling the story of the last... Their last two albums have told the story of the last four years, is mm-hmm. what it's done. It's incredible what they've but put together. I, I it wasn't COVID, it was the plague. Correct. Yeah. It was a plague on the last album, and then it was the dystopian fall of society on this album. Mm-hmm. I... I cannot highlight this enough. Every fucking time this band comes to the area, I will pay any dollar amount to bring anybody I know to it. Period. Was it is? Lexi's like yes. From the 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 performance of the ghouls, you had the one. Oh my god! You had the one the one guy. Well, yep, they play Family Guy, and then they're just like battling each other. The guitar battles. Oh my god! Like again. I didn't need to see them live to put this album at number one because the moment I heard this album, it just put euphoria over me and was like, yes, 2022's music catalog has been completed. Nothing else needs to be released. I mean, like the second you introduced me to them and I listened to it, I texted you back immediately. I was like, 
like this is it like this band is everything that i like about kind of rock music they should be winning all the awards okay they did get the ama for um band of the year i believe but give them all the grammys give them all the mtv awards (laughs) give them everything okay i don't care the pop the rock the rap i don't care they ah they're amazing just take the main out of ghost main and then you have the perfect band there you go so my number one is Impera by Ghost. Fantastic. Meredith, let us hear your number one. I think this honestly might shut Josh because I didn't listen to it at all up until a few months ago. Oh. My number one is True Power by I Prevail. Whoa! I didn't start listening to like when it got released on October night on August nineteenth, mm-hmm. I didn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. Didn't listen to it at all. Didn't start listening to it till when Josh brought tickets to the concert yeah. for us to go. And when I heard it live, I'm like, oh, damn, this is actually, like, really good. Maybe You're I'll give it a chance. You're vibing to it, yeah. I've been vibing to it way too much lately. I listen to <laughs> it There's no such thing as way time. too much with this album. I listen to one band for five days straight. Uh, one person. You are so fine. <laughs> no one's featured on it. It's just I Prevail front to back. Mm-hmm. Just them. It is awesome. My favorite song is Deep End. I love that song. It's my favorite mm-hmm. on the whole entire album. Yep. I do love in the beginning how they have the 0.00 to start it, and then it leads into There's Fear and Letting Go, which I suggest everybody listen to that song because it's so good. Mm-hmm. My other song suggestions would be Long Live the King and Self Destruction. Mm-hmm. I love that album. I did not think I was going to like I Prevail's album because they're, they're not really my thing. Like, yeah, I like songs off of like their other albums. Yeah. But they're not my ish. But after we saw them at the show, I'm like, I'm going to give them a chance. And I love album front to back it is so good eric and dave brian brian eric and brian, brian Burkheiser and eric van van so good Bergen. live i love listening to them live they're so good i want to go see i prevail again i mean i feel bad for them on this on the tour that they just did because having pierce avail open for them when that's I a pre- death when sentence. Pierce when the Veil hadn't... hasn't performed live in five years yeah. or but i think it got music. the crowd ready it did you know? it did but like you saw it. People left after Pierce the Veil. That's True. that's such disrespect to the headlining band. Yeah, but I get what you're and saying. And I only know the reason Pierce the Veil opened for them is because they're label mates now. Because Pierce the Veil signed to Fearless. Uh, so, um, some of the biggest bands that I've ever seen live, I've seen that happen with. So, the reason Slipknot blew up the way that they blew up was they were on a tour with a band called Cold Chamber. Cold Chamber was the headliner. Slipknot was the opening act. Mm-hmm. When 80% of the crowd was leaving after Slipknot, that is an understatement. Cold Chamber was playing to nobody. Wow. Because everybody was there to see nine maniacs from Iowa that nobody had it had ever experienced before mm-hmm. like nobody oh yeah no i stood because i i appreciated cold chamber at the time but i can understand why you're saying it, it's with, disrespectful it, it isn't it isn't though because if that's the band you're there to see that's the band you're there to see you're paying the money, you're paying the money. so if you want to leave early like if we went to survivor series and it's like okay yep i saw ronda rousey and shotzi blackout i want to leave now that, My- it just it just sucks because then you're you got, wrong yeah no <laughs> shit but it sucks because I did not put I Prevail in my top 12. I actually removed it for Fit for a King. They were actually sitting at 10, and I took it off. And I'm like, which of these two metalcore bands that 
album really hit me more. And the thing with I Prevail was there were so many extra tracks with Fit for a King. It mm. was concise. Mm-hmm. It was, what, 10 tracks? 10 tracks. Bang. I don't, I don't need more. Just give me the 10. Yeah. Give me the 8. Give me the 7. Give me 18 minutes of terror. And I'll be honest, the <laughs> first six tracks on this album, or even, uh, I would say the first seven, because it's um, Hell We Create opens, two singles, Yep. Sink Below, two singles, Eyes Roll Back. Yep. And then for, for True Power, it's double zero, or triple zero, I should say, to um, Fear of Letting Go. It's a perfect opening to any album that could have came out in 2022. And I can only imagine what that was like when you go and see it live. I oh, just wish awesome. more yeah. people would have experienced it live, to be honest with you. Yeah, people should experience. I feel like you should, you need to experience some music live in order before you need to say, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. Like, because it can have a complete change of your opinion. Like, I think, I, I think up before November of last year, I think I have seen I Prevail live. I just don't remember. Like, maybe it was Warped Tour. Maybe they opened for someone else. Yeah. And I just didn't vibe with it then, even though I do like some of their old songs. Mm-hmm. But, like, I loved this show. It was awesome. They did a It was great. Job. It was a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. I think anybody should give I Prevail a listen to and even go see them live, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. What is your number one, Julian? Let's hear it. This is going to be so surprising, but... Mm-hmm. Will it really? Because he pushed Ghost down. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what he was saying. Yeah. It's Scoring the End of the World <gasps> by Motionless a boy after my own and heart. White. Wow. You know why this jumped, right? All because one guy is on this album. Brian Garricks from Knockloose? No, no. Mick, Mick Gordon, right? Doom's... Doom... Has my, Doom has my some of my favorite soundtrack in any video game of all time, and of course they brought him on for the title, the title, um, track. the title Mick track. Gordon. Yes, of every single, if, of anybody to bring on for the ti- title track, they brought Mick Gordon. Like I, I'm just surprised how they like. Like, why would they bring him instead of other people? Like, I'm just confused but surprised at the same time. Are you happy? Yes. <laughs> you sound upset. Before we get off Motionless and White one last time, I think it's sad that these two didn't get to see Abigail live with Spencer Charnas because every other time I have seen Motionless and White with Ice Nine Kills, Spencer goes out with Motionless and does Abigail live, and you both need to watch a video of it on YouTube because it's amazing. Yeah, but they got the, they they did get to see. Um, I know they did get to see Ice Man kills. No, no, they got to see Slaughterhouse live. Oh well, yes, that but, was Brian Garrix. But I know that, that was this amazing. one loves Ice Man kills a lot, so, and he's wearing a shirt. So Slaughterhouse, I have a sweater. Slaughterhouse was crazy. First of all, like it just punches you like that. Like it, it just goes. It, it just punches. Just, it just punches you as soon as you like start the song because as soon as you. It doesn't even, like, do a little drum thing or build up, like, in Cyberhex. It just goes... It just punches you. He, he's punching... Chris and Brian Garrick's just yelling at you for four minutes straight. Yeah. He, yeah. He's punching the air. And the fact there are three breakdowns Break in, that, that yeah. out in that song. One for each vocalist, and then the breakdown at the end. Cut you out. Cut you out. The breakdown for both of them. Yeah. Cut you out your knees. Yeah. Make okay. you beg like a rat. Okay. Well, but I don't know why, but not a lot of people are talking about We Become the Night. 
Oh, that's you such a good song. No, it sounds like a Disney zombie movie. No, it, it reminds me of Breaking Benjamin. It sounds like Disney zombie movie. I mean, so does Masterpiece. Yeah, you have a point there. Masterpiece is amazing. No, Masterpiece is Breaking Benjamin. Masterpiece is amazing. It is an amazing song. It then, Overlay it with a Breaking Ben song, and you're... They're the same thing. It's the same thing. Diary of Jane. Yes. Yep. Yeah. But, um, but my two, there's two really good songs back to back. BFBTG, Corpse Nation. Yep. Broadcasting from Beyond the Grave. And Cyberhex. Cyberhex, yep. I feel like um, Broadcasting from Beyond the Grave has the best, like, 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 I don't know how to say it. Introduction. No, not introduction. Like, in the middle of the song when it just goes. Oh, the breakdown. Yeah, like the best breakdown out of every song. Okay. In my opinion. So you like that album more than Ghost? Yes. Wow. Well, you have a song above Ghost, too. You have an album. That's true. I do have an album. And I already know what it is. What is that album, Lex? So first, before I say the album, I want to mention this is a, uh, whatever you call them, solo thing thing. What? Solo what? Solo project? No, a single. It's a A single. single. It's Mm -hmm. not an album, but Billie Eilish TV in the 30th. I wanted to mention it because I okay. really like it. So it's it. just okay. It's yeah. just a suggestion. It's yes. not your number one. No. Okay. okay. I, I mention this when we're done. <laughs> I my number we're one. Almost at three hours. Well, it's a good thing people should have got food. <laughs> um, my number one is corn. Really? Wow. I, wow. Okay. So I went to see them twice, and uh, they had the album already out twice, and. I really liked it when we went to see them. They were so good, and the you could hear them so well. It was so nice, and every it was good energy. And except when he he told everybody to stick their middle finger up, but that's okay. But it welcome was, to a metal show, Lexi. Yes, <laughs> but it was so good. I every song on this album's great. Like there's not one thing wrong with this album. I love this album. So yeah. That's why it's my number one. That's why it's my number one. That w- well, that wraps up the top one of everybody. We have Scissors SOS, Fit for a King's yes. The How We Create. We have Ghosts Impera. Yes. I Prevails True Power. Yes. Scoring the End of the World, Motionless in White, and Corns Requiem. Now So far six different albums we yeah love it. six Nobody different matched. albums at number one we may have all overlapped at yeah. one point or we another did. we had i think the biggest overlap turnout, was biggest power. overlap was uh, either true power or, or scoring true scoring. power scoring or impera yeah impera four, had people four. four people had impera yeah. i think did you have scoring i did have scoring. five so, people had scoring oh, yeah. yep, yep. five had scoring yeah. and, and true power was true power, one two three four, four. yeah yeah because so I, I, I kicked true power out yeah, so scoring, so scoring was, was the, the most. Well, uh, well, go figures. I think everybody except for Michaela, Michaela has seen, has, saw them live this year, right? Yeah, oh. motionless. 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 Yeah, because we didn't bring Michaela to any of it. So mean. We're so mean to her. We didn't bring her to Philadelphia with us. No, no, right. I did bring her to Ghost. So honorable yeah. mentions for me that got kicked off my list is it was Fun While It Lasted by Swaco mm-hmm. that dropped real fast after some stuff got released. Stand Atlantic Fear. Mm-hmm. It was up there. It would make my top fifteen. I had Hollywood Undead's um, Hotel California. Mm-hmm. Josh had to correct me. I had Blackville Brides The Morning, but that's really an EP. Okay. Um, yuck, yuck, yuck. Technically, 
I can't, but if they put it all together, Weezer's Seasons, because oh, they yeah. released an EP every season. Yeah. Um, you had Youngblood self-titled, mm-hmm. and set it off elsewhere. I enjoy set it off as a band. I hate it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Hated it. But Dangerous made an appearance, I forget on which WWE show, but WWE used it for one of their pay-per-views. Okay. Very cool. I'm going to throw out a couple of honorable mentions. Um, I'm going to go real quick through them because I've got multiple, actually. Um, Sing Me a Lullaby, My Sweet Temptation by Suicide Boys. Mm. Um, such a bop for the gym. Um, Back from the Dead by Hailstorm. Ooh. That album was so good. Um, only built for Infinity Links by oh, Takeoff and Quavo. That's a great. That's one. a great Rest album. In peace. Rest in great. peace, Takeoff. Take um, I will also say Dark Bloom. That was a good album. Her Loss by Drake and Twenty One. Oh, that was yeah. a good album. That was good. Um, I'm trying to just scroll through quick. Uh, Techno by Electric Callboy is such a good gym album. And then my. Favorite album that I would not put on this list was it's a compilation of three people, and it's Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mailata. <gasps> I knew he was oh going. And Lane Johnson. Of course, they dropped a, a Philly album. Christmas special. There you go. Of course. What go. a fucking fun album. Okay, that I'm not was. gonna lie. I was. Sh- he sent it to us, and I was shocked. I listened to it, and I didn't think these men could sing. They're good. My, They're my, really my, good. My, my can sing. My yeah. can sing. Jason Kelsey can sing. Uh, 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 Lane Johnson, Lane Johnson is way hey. better. Jason Kelsey is the bottom rung on that on that trio. My has got got some pipes. Yeah, my can definitely sing. Jason Kelsey jokes around about it, saying that he's only playing football to further a singering career. Hey, yeah. there you go. And then. Um, Meryl Reese did a, a reading of The Nightmare Before Christmas, yep. which oh, I, I can listen to him for days. Okay. Michaela? Um, I'll, I'm only going to do two. Uh, Being Funny in a Foreign Language, the, 19, the 1975. Oh, yeah. I forgot that um, And I didn't put this on my list more so because of the controversial factor of it and my beliefs. Um, but it, personally, I did like to listen to it. Uh, Jackpot Juicer by Dance Gavin Dance. Yeah, uh, I just yeah. didn't put it on my list yeah. because of the mm-hmm. what was going on. Because the shit going so. on with Tillian. So but, it's such a good album. It's just it, exactly. Yeah. So I can't but, listen to Tillian. You can't yeah. fault the band for the dumbassness of the lead singer. Yeah, exactly. But those are my two. I have one more. This mm-hmm. was last year, but no matter what, you should listen to it. Iceman kills Silver Scream. Mm-hmm. I think she's talking Silver about twenty twenty one, not twenty twenty two. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, two years ago. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty three. We're twenty twenty three now, Lex. Yeah, so sorry. Welcome to Horrorwood. Yeah, there you go. Both of them. Silver Scream and Welcome to Horrorwood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, obviously, you already talked back from the dead. Um, an album none of nobody here <coughs> mentioned, Skillet. Yeah. Dominion. Dominion was very... You removed them. Dominion yes. was early. They're still and, around. <laughs> yeah. And they're still good. Um, And the album I'm thinking you two are shocked that I didn't mention... Which is Slipknot. Yes. Yeah, I was waiting yeah. for it. Not Julian on my list. It, but Julian is the only one to have mentioned it. Yeah. Okay. You said you weren't. I was as imp- high as two, and clearly as low as being off my list. Yeah. Um, and it was not off my list until two days ago. Really? Yep. Wow. Because I read an interview from James Root, and he's confirmed how I felt about this album that it felt as if it had been recorded and finished final production disjointedly and apparently very similar to All Hope Is Gone which is what a lot of people say is Slipknot's worst album they did not record together 
So unlike other studio albums done by Slipknot where they are in a room together, they are mm-hmm. recording together, basically almost like their live atmosphere, yeah. they really didn't do that with this album. So there was a lot of pre-production that didn't get done. Yeah. There was a lot of post-production they weren't able to do. So subsequently, they were just right recording their stuff and then putting, putting it together. It together yeah. huh. That is not to say, just like All Hope is Gone, Psychosocial is a great song. Sulfur is a great song. I mean, on this album, they have great songs. Yeah. But then it just felt... It was... I didn't use this too much today. I think I said it once. Long in the tooth. The opening track had no business being as long as it was if it's supposed to be an opening track. Especially if it's supposed to be an intro into mm. the dying song. Like yeah. the dying song is a great track. Chapel Town Rag is a great track. Yen, I can't get enough of Yen. But the rest of the album, outside of maybe two other tracks, Hell being one of them, it just didn't feel slipknot to me. Yeah. It felt it fell flat. It fell flat. Understandable. So Oh, and um, Five Finger Death Punch. He brought that album up. That's another one I didn't... That's an honorable mention for me. I would have not mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mention as well, but Stand Atlantic Sphere. That that was a great album, but it, great. a lot of albums just transcended yeah, that. Yes. Understandable. Okay. But after the longest episode we have ever produced... By far. Almost by hours. far. <laughs> almost three hours. Well, you got six people talking about 12 top albums. Yeah. What do you expect? Yeah. So. It's a double to a dirty dozen. Exactly. Julian has it right. The double doink dirty dozen. You got 72 albums ever. And then honorable mentions. So. Well, it's not truly 72 albums because we all repeated a little bit. Yeah. Same but difference. But that does wrap up this episode. Let's take us home and take us into 2023. Michaela, take Woo! us out of here. <laughs> well, thank you for sitting here for almost three hours. And this has been a double doink network production. I've been Michaela. I have been Josh. I've been Meredith. I've been Lexi. I've been Julian. I have been Dave. And we got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. Doinks out. Doinks out. Doinks out. Doinks out.